Hello. See, there you go. You're more than just about ready. You're fucking here right now. I'm not going to get any of this. I'm just about ready, fucking pansy bullshit. I don't need it. Get it out of my life. I don't need that shit. John, fire. Did this boy just tell me to eat a dick? That's what it sounded like to me. I don't think so. I don't think so. It'd be real funny if he ever grew those kind of balls, wouldn't it? <laughs> I went through all my old thumb drives and I actually pulled out like several like all my old family tracker stuff that I hadn't posted like including the source projects oh wow um the and my old sprite comic very short lived oh that was probably a banger like, right there oh it was gonna rule I had a whole thing planned out it was gonna be epic oh wow Bob and George and John nice <laughs> okay so I may have taken a couple aesthetic inspirations <laughs> <laughs> the entire thing um but the storytelling was going to be was very much a john original thank you very much mm. what do you know about telling stories <laughs> literally wow that was, one of, that was one of the first stories that i remember like outlining like in full like oh, i had wow. a whole thing planned out yeah, just like really like this was you were definitely on the road to eight is eight easy bits fame mm-hmm. it was going to be a dystopian thr- thriller mm drawing on like 1984 and Brave New World oh, which I damn. just read Look it's going to be very cool oh it's going to be very relevant in the context of a, of a sprite comic with Mega Man sprites right of course it's got to be Mega Man sprites inspired, inspired heavily by, by Bob and George Bob and George it's a great it's a great font it's a great panel layout I don't see the the issue it looks fantastic <laughs> I see that I see those sprites and I'm like that is a good fucking look my dude good job John Good job, past John. I had some older Sprite comics that were very much worse because they were immediately there was about it was a crossover with Chrono, Samus, oh, and Mega Man X, no. and it immediately introduced an author character at the start. Oh no! <laughs> that was like five years before the ones that I posted. I do not still have those, unfortunately. <laughs> like I think we need to see more John stuff appearing on your Twitter from this whole. I really hope out. I find Polygon. Valley. That was my one finished game from middle school. Oh, wow. I've got. I saw like four GMK GM8 projects there. So there's a chance. There's mm. a chance. Mm. But I have to get a GM7 and a GM8 install going. So oh it's gonna wow! Be a, yeah, a that's gonna. <laughs> yeah, like, are those even going to play on modern OSs? I don't know, but it would be it would be very delightful. I can picture the whole game in my head vividly. Mm. It's, it was only like five minutes long. You should do. You should do an remake update. It. Yeah, remake it. Do the updated. If I can't, if I don't find it, I might. <laughs> I hope that you can find it and that you remake it. Like oh, I want that would, both. That would I be need. Ideal. I need both in my life. But I can't. We can't be sure. It's just. It's just too much of a crapshoot to know. Right. God, that would be fun. That would be good stuff. But you know, it, you know what? If it doesn't, you know what the thing is, Polly. If it doesn't happen, that's just another lesson about the beauty of impermanence and how everything 
goes away eventually. Man, and, uh, considering how I'm going to start this episode, oh boy. Oh man, <laughs> whoops. Hey everybody, welcome to SoxCast, episode 117, brought to you as always by Moon Pies. Moon Pies, not for use in the halting of anal seepage. <laughs> Bet you didn't know that, did you? <laughs> I spit-taked at that. <laughs> um, so if it's cool with my co-hosts, uh, I want to take a moment. Uh, up front uh, to uh, acknowledge the unfortunate May 21st passing of Anime News Network's uh, Zach Burchie. Um Obviously, our sincerest condolences to his friends and family. And, uh, um, and from me, like a personal thank you to uh, him and his work uh, because he was one of the voices that kind of inspired the overall voice and tone that I like to carry on this show, um, uh, along with Ryan Davis, of course. Um, so, um, and I guess I'll just kind of echo uh, the sentiment that his close friends uh, have been kind of putting out there, uh, given the unfortunate circumstances of his passing. Uh, call your friends, give them a hug, uh, see if they need anything. Uh, these are rough times we're going through. Uh, and uh, yeah, even if they just need an ear, uh, yeah, just be there for your pals. And there's no tasteful way to transition away from a segment like this, of course. Uh, so I'm not even going to pretend to try. <laughs> <laughs> to my immediate virtual right, he has arrived, and this time you can believe the hype. It's Rhett. Hello. Hey. How's it going? It's funny. You were just you were just talking about it. I'm not sure if this was part of the podcast, but you were basically like, don't call me randomly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I am doing okay. You're doing fine. Hey, the weather's starting to heat up. That's good, right? No, that's not good. That's it's not good. Cool. It's been a moderate I, weekend. It, it was like 80 outside, and I've been I was uh, outside for like for like three hours today. It was really it, nice. It hit 90 today. I am. It was like I owned. Wait, weird. It was like 60 yesterday. I was like fucking nice. Yes. Fantastic. I can open the window and it will cool the room off. <sighs> that's always a nice feeling. Yeah. Hmm. That's always a nice feeling. So you're ready for a podcast. I know you are. You always are. You've always got your podcast pants on. Like, you're just always ready to go. I mean, I am wearing pants. I'll give you that. Wow. It's honestly, it's honestly a shock. It's honestly a shock. <laughs> anytime, anytime I call Rhett, no pants are involved. And, and I <laughs> know got... that there's no, no pants involved due to the quote-unquote ambient sounds I hear in the background, okay? <laughs> you got 50% of best chance of wearing pants. <laughs> That would be very generous for me. <laughs> to my immediate virtual left, to blow out the candles on all his Frankensteins. <laughs> it's Sean Fire. Hi. Hey. How you doing, John? I, I'm doing great. Good. I just had, I just hung out with my brother for like three hours. Um, we were outside a bunch. Ate ate nice food. I'm happy. I got my tea. Nice. I, j I literally just said goodbye, and then I took a shower, and I'm sitting with my tea with, uh, with different friends. So I'm just, like, having a lovely Sunday. Lovely. Lovely. Um, and hey, uh, you, you're, you're going to be a very special guest on a podcast we have coming out this coming Friday. You're going to be on the next episode of God is in the Podcast. No, I did that yesterday, and we, it was a blast. It was a blast. It's for Eat Me, Drink Me. If anybody wants to go uh, listen to that amazing album. 
It is a 52-minute monolith of a record. You're, you'll get through it. You might come out with some scrapes and bumps on the other side, but you'll be prepared to hear us talk about it for an hour and a half. Oh, my God. It's good. It, we, we had a real good time with it. Let me just say that much. Good stuff. So, yeah, Eat Me, Drink yeah, very Me. Very good time with the podcast. The Eat Me, Drink Me episode of God is in the Podcast will probably be going up on Friday. Speaking of other site-wide related stuff, we have, just so everybody knows, we have started work on getting together uh, everybody's lists and things for um, Game of the Decade stuff. Uh, that that is coming along very nicely. Like all of this are compiled. Red already knows. Yeah. Red already knows. Mm. He has all the data. It's done. Like. Uh, he, oh my god. There's so, there's so many games. There are 706 video games on this fucking list. It's unbelievable. People. Like I, because I can see it and I scroll through it and I will keep forgetting the games are on there. I was like, oh nice. I didn't know that was on here. Because I can't keep 700 in my brain. We started seeing that come together. Like the XML is in the, it's in the works. We we know what it's going to look like on the site now. Like some lists yeah. are already starting to get plugged in. Um, some of us still have work we need to do that we keep. Uh, I don't know. We keep uh, very irresponsibly shirking. Uh, wow, it's not very nice to leave your friends high and dry when they they've done all of their work and you haven't done any of yours. I don't know who I would be talking about, though. I mean, I think we're talking to me because I haven't done the images. Yeah, with, like the thirty-five, yeah. the thirty-five <laughs> images I promised I'd do. Yeah, I'm talking about John Dyer. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm sorry. So we'll, you know that we'll... meme that's like, huh? Wonder who that sign is for. That's John <laughs> listening to being and John, John to be like, huh? Wonder who she's talking about. <laughs> also, eat a dick, Polly. <laughs> That wasn't a year. <laughs> it came so soon. I gave him the ammunition. I didn't know he'd fire the gun so soon. <laughs> Gosh, it there. It sounds like. Boy, you weren't kidding that it would catch you off guard. Okay, but yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna hopefully be uh, coming close to a run date for that. Uh, soon, mm -hmm. at some point, uh, I do. Pr I will probably be having an upcoming surgery that may delay that by a week or so. We don't know yet. Like I'll know more about that this coming week. Um, but yeah, like we just want everybody to know, like your data's in. It's uh, we already like Red already knows. It is locked in. It is locked. No Red, more. Red already knows Please. the specifics. <laughs> he knows what the game of the decade is, and we don't. Which is very exciting. Which is exciting. So it gets to be a surprise for us. Except I'm the proofreader, so I'm going to. De I'm definitely going to know. Um, I will oh, not, no, you are absolutely exciting. not seeing the top 100 until we do that podcast. Oh, I, need, I need that top 100 for a reason, Rhett. Huh? I need the top 100 for a reason. It's for layout purposes. I need them. So I will need, I will we'll need, see. I will need that 100 in order for the podcast that we will be doing uh, to be visually entertaining. So, just saying. Wow. I can still be surprised. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like we just want to know we're, we're working on that. Everyone, it's coming along, and we'll, we'll we'll get it out to you soon. We we promise. Like it's it's coming along. Okay. It's slow going, but it's yeah. I think it's faster it's so than we big. I think it's, it's such a big thing. I think it's faster than we thought it might have been though, because we got some shortcuts yeah. worked in now. We got a system. It's all good. It's all good. There's a lot I of. I feel good. like I kind of really brought it together. Like oh, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Going really quick. Absolutely. Just you just knocking it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Rhett, 
Yeah. What you what did you do these last couple weeks? Oh jeez. Very little, honestly. Oh no. <laughs> so basically, I was like so I had a really slow work it week at work where mm-hmm. I just watched a ton of anime at work. Alright. And I realized this is actually a really bad way to consume shows. Oh. Because you know, you're at work, you're always like you're not fully invested in the show. You're always like, you know, eighty percent attention and like, oh, make sure everything's actually running fine and you're not completely fucking off. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I got through a couple shows and it was like, man, I just I kind of just don't ha- have any actual recollection of having watched oh, it. Wow. What did but, you like, watch? Um, I watched the KyoAni show Beyond the Boundary, like, entirely at work. Oh, wow. I watched about half of one of the newer Lupin series. Mm. Um, I finished up... Uh, what's that show, John? Thunderbolt Fantasy. I finished up Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt Fantasy Season 1. Mm-hmm. And then I finished up uh, Review Starlight. And did okay. any of those jump out at you at all, or...? So I was, I'm going to talk about a little more about uh, Thunderbolt Fantasy in a bit, but basically, I watched a ton of anime, and it was all kind of, it was like all good, but like didn't leave a huge impression. But I still ended up feeling burnt out from anime. Right. Aww, so then gotcha. when I got home, it was like, well, I, I can't watch anime at home because I can just do that at work. Aww. I guess I'll just play Animal Crossing. Oh no. And then it was finally like, okay, I need to maybe stop playing so much Animal Crossing because it's just. It's empty calories. How, it seems how, like a bad a bad feedback loop. How often? Yeah. Like like how much time are you put? Because I didn't realize you were actually still putting this much time into this game. I thought it would I it just, had just it, kind of like passed. I thought like I knew that you were still playing it. I just didn't know that you were still playing it regularly. Oh no, I'm still on there every day. There was like a period where I stopped, and then I was like, hmm, but actually, if I tear up half my island and start all over in this section, so that's oh. been the last week. But oh, anyways, because I'm crazy, yeah. That game's kind of bad if you have OCD tendencies because oh, yeah. they let because of the way you can modify every single tile in the world now. Oh, it's yeah. a lot. Like that would be like you see you can't mm. do that in New Leaf. So like when yeah. something was bad in my town, I just had to look at that awful eyesore every day. Mm, that's also bad. Yeah, that's not very good. But if but I imagine that if I had the ability to control those things, I oh yeah. god, that would have been bad. It's just stuff like, oh, the bridges have to be four by three, or they can be four by three, four by four, or four by five. And like the bridge width is variable. And then, oh, it needs this many tiles of space around and shit like that. It's just like, I'm so close to getting it exactly how I want, but oh, the river bends a little bit here, and you know, shit like that. It's just. Mm. Anyways, that's not what I wanted to talk about. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm burnt out on on anime, burnt out on Animal Crossing to a degree. Mm-hmm. What's a game I can play? What's a safe bet to kind of ease me back in? Uh, a safe to bet games? to ease you back into video. I didn't even. Didn't fire even fire Emblem Three Houses. God fucking oh, no. <laughs> that game sounds miserable. It sounds like hell. It looks so. Pr- hey, let me tell you. It's very that pretty. Game looks unbelievably gorgeous, especially having just played Fire Emblem Awakening. Right. Uh huh. And playing that game entirely with the sprites instead of the 3D models. Mm. So, so anyways, though, I was like, yes, let's ease into something. Ease into something? Why do I get the feeling that you're trying to be like a clever see, pun now, here? See, now I'm trying to be clever. I didn't do it the first time on see, purpose, I thought honestly. you were doing it. I thought you were doing it on purpose both times. 
What kind of games do you have a lot of memories of really enjoying? Jeez. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to sell set of that. <laughs> <laughs> so also, remember how I've been doing that whole backlog image once a month? Yeah. yeah. Somehow this game didn't make it on there. Oh. Because that's not actually the entire backlog. Oh, oh no. No. That's just that's just the tip of the iceberg. The cream but somehow, of the crop. But somehow E's memory of Celsetta didn't end up on there, and I was like, wait, I own that. I should play that. It, it probably wasn't on there because I remember being a little lukewarm on it. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a little more receptive to it now, though. But, but yeah. it was weird. Just like I literally forgot I had that. It was like, oh, right, I, sh- I should just play that. That's like the safest fucking bet yeah, possible like a, right now. A Falcom game is like easy pickings. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I like this game, but it is the first few hours are a little rough. Oh god, they're boring. They're straight up boring. I think if I had played this before 8, it would have been a little bit less boring. Uh, Yeah, that's kind of the issue I had with it, because this game is, it's very adjacent to 8 in a lot of ways. It's it's this incredible middle middle step between seven and eight yeah mm-hmm. because it's got things from eight that you can still you can feel starting to take shape yeah but it's not all the way there yet mm-hmm. yeah yeah like it is interesting seeing like the mechanic some mechanical stuff just straight up start here and then go directly into eight like the whole mission at the start of the game is like oh map out the entire forest mm-hmm. which is very similar to how they do the map tracking in eight yeah of like oh we've got to map this deserted island and then they kind of start doing the trade-up with materials in this one. Yep. But, like, it doesn't work at all in this one because you still just have regular shops buying new items and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, I upgraded my stuff a few times. It's like, oh, it's got Burn 5 and Paralyze 7 or whatever on it. And it's like, yeah, I'm fucking destroying these enemies because as soon as my three party members start attacking them, every status effect starts popping off. And oh, just wow. Unlocked into oblivion. That's fantastic. <laughs> so then I just kind of stopped doing that, though, because it was like, well, I could just, you know, buy the new shiny weapons in the stores and not give a shit about it because this game is super easy anyways. Also, I made the huge mistake of playing on normal. Oh, of hard. don't do that. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. don't play that game on normal. That was a mistake. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he said this is like pretty much the easiest ease game anyway, so like I'm not even sure there would be a huge jump to hard mode. Mm-hmm. Maybe nightmare, but I'm not going to be playing any of these games on nightmare. I would, I would, yeah. play, I would play eight on nightmare just because I think that that well, game has the most tools that yeah. you could utilize, and it would be, and mm. it would be really interesting. Yeah. Um, see, I'm not sure specifically where Flash Guard and Flash Dodge started. It might have been this one. They were seven. They were in seven, but they, they were in like, seven. I, I never used them. Yeah, they feel a lot more prominent here and then even more brought to the forefront in eight, of course. Right, obviously. Mm. But yeah, it's still, it's still very satisfying, like, for the bosses in this game. Like, when they launch a bunch, bunch of projectiles at you, it's like, okay, I'll block the Just first one, blo- yeah. flash guard, and then dodge out of the way, flash move, and then, oh, he's in slow-mo, pop those skills off. Like, the skills feel incredibly similar to 8. Yeah, there's a lot and of nice whole... impact to everything. Yeah. It just feels real good. Yeah, and of course, one of the playable characters is a little girl with a big hammer. <laughs> and and those, those are the characters you always want to play. She's just really fun to use, because, like, the main skill I used with her is just, like, a wind-up and swing like a baseball bat. 
And it's just like, I don't need the flashy moves. No. I just want this one quick one that just pops up and does a fucking ton of damage. It's like how Rakota just throws a fucking dinosaur bone in uh, in yeah. eight. It's that just one is it's, so good. it's so good. Yeah, that's a really powerful move as well. But like when you get the other ones that are like, oh, this character, you know, does three swings, then jumps up into the air and does, like, a phoenix dive. It's like, yeah, but they miss the final hit half the time because shit's moving around too much. Yeah. Just mm. give me the big swing. Yeah, you know? just let me have it. Let me babe root this shit. God. So, like, you know, as you use moves, it's hard. Builds up a meter and you get to use the big special attack. Mm-hmm. Her original special attack is, like kind of weird because she like does a hit then jumps into the air and fires a laser mm. and then right at the end of the game I get an uh, accessory that's like changes this character's special ability to a second one so like you only can have it on one character and so I guess every character just has a second special yeah, ability yeah which is kind of ridiculous to limit it to just this one accessory so I used her special like one time and it's just her going to town with the oh, hammer wow very similar to how Rico Tadada does in Ease 8. Oh, where you could just like start ground pounding and like and never stop. It it was that same kind of boy, this just ain't stopping, huh? Yeah. So like it did like half damage on one of the late oh game bosses. Oh my god. Just like, okay, yeah, this this is a little nuts. It's a little absurd. I like that the wind up thing going back to that. Like, did you know that if yeah. you like um in Final Fantasy 7 remake when you get the nail bat, it has that fucking home run move oh. too? It's instant critical every time. I didn't, I didn't know this until I was watching somebody stream it, and they were using the nail bat, and I never used it because it doesn't have materia slots, so it didn't make sense yeah. to use it. But they were using it and just, like, doing this fucking ho- this wind-up home run swing, and it's great, but then it also kind of sucks because there are a lot of enemies in that game are way too fast. Yeah. I used the nail bat for a little bit, and I think I did see that, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is cool, but there's way too many other drawbacks. Like, that yeah. thing is slow as shit. Yeah. So I was like, I really can't with this. I love shit like that, though, where but it's yeah, just like I a big really fucking like this wind game, actually. I think. Oh, you like it. Hello? Oh, shit. Hey, you're back. Sorry. What'd I you seemed to drop for a bit there. Yeah, yeah, you dropped for a second. It was awkward. I'll, okay. forgi- I'll forgive you, but... <laughs> So yeah, I just I actually ended up really liking this game outside of the first couple hours being yeah. really slow. Like that like I had a hard time with the first few hours and I think that that really painted the way that I was trying to approach the rest cuz I got like 70% of the map done and I just Oh wait, really? Yeah, like I quit. Oh wow. Like and then I quit because I was just bored mm-hmm. and I think that like mm. the first couple hours really just they they put me in a bad mood from the outset and I wasn't willing Aww. to give it. But, like, it's a game that I've honestly been thinking about more lately to go back and look at, oh. though. So I uh, mean, kind of like with Ease Origin. Yeah. You're, you're, you might be pretty close to the end anyways. Mm. I want to just re-experience it, I think. Yeah. Mm. Knowing oh, that, I like, thought, obviously knowing yeah. that those first couple hours are bad. I did, mm, I'm not sure, though, because I think if the story wasn't grabbing you that much, it mm-hmm. might not do much for you a second time either. But it's crunchy East gameplay. There is that, yeah. But again, the, I think this, this game's biggest issue is that it's just kind of easy it's that discount modern, version. Yeah, it's that weird... Like, I, yeah, if I had not played East 8 before Celsetta, um, yeah. like, because I I'd, I'd, I'd conspired to borrow somebody's Vita back in the day to play Celsetta, yeah. uh, and I never got around to it. And, like, and then I just moved on to 8. 
Um, and yeah. then, and then like if he got me Salsetta for Christmas one year and I kind of just bounced off of it and I was just like, it's pr like, and I, the whole time I was just thinking I, I could just go play Ease 8. Yeah. There's definitely that. But like for me, it was like, I was interested in the story, especially like, mm -hmm. even though the first few hours gameplay wise are boring, I was just curious what the hell is going to be in this forest. And right. then of course things escalate dramatically as they do in uh in these just, games i love how these games are just like hour one go explore this forest hour 30 save the world <laughs> you know? yeah but, but they always do the save the world in like really weird and creative ways yeah, so i don't want to say where the where this one goes yeah. but it is it is similarly strange in a way that Ease 8 goes. Like, if anything, I want to kind of go back and try Ease 7 again. I, I like that game. Uh, and I, Did you finish I, it? Yeah, I finished it. I just have, okay. I've not played it in a long time, but I kind of want to... Yeah. I want to replay that game with my knowledge of 8 and, and the games yeah. before it and see, like, where does that settle now? Because mm. like, it seemed like it... Because yeah. that's like a good a game. I like, that, I like that game. I just think that its story is kind of... Eh. Oh, I definitely agree on that. Ease 7, I liked, but it's the... It's kind of the one that made me go, oh, come on. You guys are dragging this out a bit. Yeah. Especially like that, that back one half. Part where you, kinda, where you have to retrace. Where you, yeah. You got to backtrack you, through all the dungeons. Yeah. That oh. that killed it for me. It's so bad. Even though it's like, realistically, it's really not long. But just the idea of them having you do a whole backtrack thing was just bad. Like, even the tetracyclic towers in um, SC are still a little over the top. Even though they narratively justify it, you've like yeah. if, if you've already went there on side quests and you were doing the side quests, oh, right. it feels <laughs> a little bad. <laughs> I remember thinking that part. It's like, oh, it's like the dams in Fantasy Star 2. Oh, oh God. Oh. oh. What a great <laughs> reference point to That's, have to make. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's pretty mean. But yeah, I think Celsetta, once it gets going, mm -hmm. like, the pacing's actually really fast, almost too fast in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Where, like, towards the end, you get, like, the op two optional objectives that you have to do in either order. Mm -hmm. And, like, one of them has a dungeon attached to it. Nice. And it's like, okay, cool. And, you know, it took me a little bit because I was dumb and kept going in circles because <laughs> it's actually a little bit nonlinear. And I was like, oh, it's this way. Okay, I'm dumb. But then the other one was just, like, three outdoor screens, and then I hit the end. And I'm like, wait, there's no there's no dungeon <laughs> there's no dungeon here huh. but then i hit the final dungeon and it's just like oh this is like really big <laughs> compared oh to right really. yeah yeah they they almost never skimp on the final dungeons <laughs> that's a funny that's a funny discussion we had on twitter just <laughs> hours ago i mean the final i remember the final dungeon in e7 being like it's a monster really fucking huge it's a monster this not quite this bad. it's like it's got that big three-party fight at the end it's yeah. so good oh no that part's fucking great just the dungeon itself was very long i liked it i thought it was great i, was I think excited. there's a i think there's a point where like i hit the halfway point and you realize it's the halfway not the end and i'm just like oh okay okay, <laughs> okay. that's sort of the, the Trails in the Sky FC Final Dungeon was like, yes, 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 <laughs> for me. Oh. I got like, oh, luck. yes, three hours of maze. Oh, my God. Maze hell. I just, I hugged, the, like, the right Hug wall. Hugged the right wall, and, and you'll found my way going. to the end and yep. never went back. <laughs> yep. Oh, man, in FC, I completely, I explored every nook and cranny. I got the super weapons for everybody. 
Yeah, great. I did that at FC as well. Like, I just like I just charted out, like I mapped it out in Photoshop, like where I oh, was. Cool. Like it was really to me. Cool. It was like just very all the dungeons in FC were like just big enough where I could small enough where I could still keep them in my head. Yeah, yeah. Very pleasing. That's that ease is so good at. Falcom's so fucking good Falcom's at that. good at dun- like good at just dungeons that are mazes because their dungeons aren't typically gimmicky. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's mm-hmm. some gimmicky stuff in East 8, um, but their dungeons are typically just like really nice, natural-feeling mazes that kind of like funnel you through and feel almost like Doom 1-like in a way where you feel huh. like you're being funneled oh, through oh, in a sensible point. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I, very, I never feel like I'm just... Like out oh, of let's your find depth. the path. Let's find the find the dead find the dead end with the treasure chest. Find the dead end with the treasure chest. Find the path. Find the path. <laughs> find the dead. For some reason, it just always, even when I'm just doing that, it still feels. It still like feels nice. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think they have. Think... I think they're good at making um, levels feed back into each other. It's not just one yeah. path with dead ends. Yeah. It's, yeah, right. like, it's like Dark I Souls. Wow, we. <laughs> I actually think the cell set of dungeons are maybe a bit of that where, they're fairly linear feeling for the oh, most part. Right, right, right. Well, it also once you get to seven, eight, seven, cell set at eight, then they have maps. So that's kind of it. Kind of loses a lot of that for Actually, me. Oh, I guess they do have maps in this. I didn't didn't have to use them a lot. A lot. Mm. I actually think the maybe the hardest dungeon for me in this game was actually the very first one because it's got this thing where you keep. It's like a big cylinder, and you keep raising the water level. Oh yeah, yeah. So, like, as the water level changes, like, you open up new areas and you yeah. have to keep kind of exploring and backtracking areas. Yeah. There's kind of nothing quite like that in the whole rest yeah, of the game where... I remember that dungeon sticking out very much at the start. Yeah. And, like, a, a, I did a long stretch of the game and everything else was basically kind of just flat mazes and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, then at the very end, like, there's, there's some puzzle stuff in the final dungeon that mm-hmm. I appreciated. Like, you having to spin around platforms and stuff. And yeah. Like, actually having to really look at this thing and think about like okay i'm trying to get over there how the hell do i manipulate everything to get it how i want yeah it's like that was fun but like for the most part the dungeons are actually pretty straight shots mm. it's it's kind of like more modern falcom where like you yeah. see that in, yeah. the, in the trails of cold steel games like the dun- the dungeons are very straightforward and just like yo here's the path with the stuff and here's the path with the story <laughs> <laughs> and they'll, they'll have things along the way like here, here make some bridges like dig some tunnels yeah. go through some vents like they make it interesting enough yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's more it's more talesy yeah is that fair yeah that's absolutely modern fair is more, yeah. modern falcom's more talesy yeah modern def- falcom's more talesy that makes some people real mad because <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it is think- it is worse like it is worse. It is. Like it I'm much. not I'm not gonna say but, that I I'm not gonna say that I think cold steel dungeon design is the best in the world oh Oh, mm. tailsy. I'm like, why are you guys dunking on trails? Tails. No, tails, yeah. tails, tails yeah. of. Like, if you played Tales of Berseria? Like, that game's dungeons are kind of bad. Uh, oh, I got like two hours into that. I'm not Spirias even sure. aren't great either. Spirias are pretty rough, too. Mm. I'm pretty sure that might just be Tales. Yeah, I think, <laughs> like, like, I remember Tales of Dungeons from uh, Tales of Destiny. Uh, they were very mm-hmm. puzzly. And it was All fun. Right, cool. uh, and Tales of Symphonia had a lot of... Um, had a lot of uh, puzzly dungeons too. Yeah, right. I played. I played Symphonia. That's the start and end of my tales of journey. Mm-hmm. It's, but Berseria Vesperia, has Mogilu though. Berseria has Mogilu. That game's like, good. Berseria has like gimmicks, but they never like evolve into being like actually puzzles. It's mm. always just like 
you're walking through. Oh, if you're in this dungeon, once your torch goes out, enemies attack you, and you have to light it at these different points. Oh. And then it never, it's never like actually a puzzle or like a game you have to think about. Right. It's just sort of a different button to press on your way through this nice. largely identical dungeon. Yeah. We just we recontextualize the controls a little bit. Which is cute. Which that's fine. Like I'm totally fine. Like, look again. Yeah. I like Trails of Cold Steel a lot. Even there, yeah. even if their dungeons are kind of eh and straightforward, I'm still good with it. Mm. It's just not the. It's good. It's worth it to point out like the little changes in approach there yeah. from like the. And that's just sort of a general. We're trying to be a little bit more accessible to a broader yeah, audience. Absolutely. And that's, that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like it's the, just... the dungeons are fine and like they work for what they need to be there. They serve the purpose for what they're there for in the storyline. So as after versus, five, just versus like out. ease one where the dungeon is the whole point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there like, is nothing here except horrible, horrible hell maze. Hell maze. Look, it's Darm Tower, <laughs> twenty fours of it. Like back back in that day, and here's time's the here's day, the entire back half. Here's the entire back half of East Two. It is nothing but a hell maze with random event triggers you need to find. <laughs> <laughs> and some and somehow that's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> that's well, just yeah, nuts. Just sort of that it's that the old school that old school RPG energy versus mm-hmm. like kind of being a little bit more narrative focused and streamlining the RPG parts. Right, like, right. Like there's that arc there and that's that's okay. Yeah. It's like I it admire just, I admire the back half of East uh, of East 2 June. I admire it. I just don't ever want to play it. <laughs> like I like I, what it's doing. I think it's awesome that the last dungeon is literally the last half of that game. <laughs> but God, it's a hell maze with so many event triggers that I had a hard time finding. God, I, I'm I'm excited to revisit those yeah. at some point. Right, right. Just just chew through those. Yeah. It is interesting thinking back to how this game was, you know, relatively breezy. I mean, actually, completely breezy, but like easy how, breezy. Like, Oath and Felgana was like, you will get the item, you will be yeah. the perfect <laughs> yeah. level, or you will do zero damage to this yeah, boss. Yeah, yeah. They've really kind of like taken East Seven. Off, I guess East Seven is kind of where it. the East Seven is sort of where those those teeth came off because East Seven yeah. didn't really have those brick walls that you would hit. You're like, yeah. oh, you're not level twenty two, you're not doing any damage. But if you're level twenty two, check it out, you're doing fifty damage. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I really like, like that. I really like that simplicity of the of the Napishtim era. Is that just like you are one character and you are fighting these Mega Man bosses and it's fun yeah. and they're mazes and they have no maps. Mm-hmm. Some and it's ten hours long. Yeah, something to be said for that. Like Felgana is a little have, more blown out, the, um, but yeah, you wouldn't have the but you wouldn't have like the narrative effect of, like Donna's journey or no, something in, in no. a story like that. So yeah, it's all give and take. Yeah. God, Falcom is great. I love Falcom. God, we Dude, just love Falcom. Just start off with the Falcom Love Fest. <laughs> I'm really excited to play E7. That's next on my list. Yeah, you, you will probably like it. I think you will yeah. like it. It's really good. I will have a good time. I, I won't. Ex- I'm not expecting it. To, I the Nap. I like. I love the Napishtim era to death. Mm-hmm. They made three of them. They're mm-hmm. very beefy. Yeah, I'm. I'm okay with them moving on. Yeah, it's and interesting. They're all great. So I'm extra ready. Because you've you've definitely got that trilogy there with Napish Tim, uh, Oath and Felgana, and then Origins, and then Seven, Celsetta, Eight. Yep. Are kind of the three party based games, but they all feel pretty different from each other. Yeah. 
like and nine that... nine is doing a, like a whole new thing with a oh, tra- really? traversal and character uh, unique abilities and things like that. It's a it looks real good. Oh. Cool. I yeah. wasn't sure if they were really changing things up. I was like, oh, so this is just gonna kind of be more ease eight, which yeah, would be fine. It's so. more ease eight, but they kind of like they're making like from from what I've seen, each character is a lot more unique and that they have their own unique traversal oh. abilities. Nice. And you're gonna have to switch party members a lot more. It seems way more oh. team the the most team focused of the team focused cool. games. Neat. And also, it, like a bunch of the game takes place in one city, in which one is place, very, which is interesting, and it's a lot more vertical. I want to see them handle this. Like, I, I'm a part of me is just like, oh, I'm a little scared of that. I could see that getting a little weird and maybe boring, but I, I, I'm gonna put my faith in it because I have no reason to not trust Falcom. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. In Falcom, we trust. Yes. Might as well be like the tagline for this fucking podcast these days. <laughs> cool cool so uh john what you been up to um okay well let's do the video game first um the one video game which i played video game not much of um so i played um i played a bunch of resident evil 4 i got to the castle um so the last time i played this game was 2007 when the wii version came out oh my god the best version was that the first Is time it? you ever played it? I think the Wii yeah. version feels so good to play. It may not it be. It feels really good. I it just know not, that the difficulties toned down. The difficulties right? toned down a lot. It may not be the best version in that sense, but like to actually just sit down and play that game is such a delight. It feels really good. Yeah. Um, it feels this one feels a lot um, more. This one feels more demanding. I don't know. That's just my my brain but this one feels a little bit more of that kind of resident evil crunch of like oh shit i just got completely killed <laughs> yeah yeah when that game kills you it kills you really fucking hard mm-hmm. um so this game is just immediately joyous yes um it's just i i when i first played resident evil 4 i was the first resident evil i'd ever played um, I had no context with the rest of the series since then i played one and two and mm-hmm. i love both of them to bits yeah um, just completely, completely love them to bits. Mm-hmm. Um, I also played Devil May Cry, so I've kind of played another Resident Evil game in a way. <laughs> and you sort of, you sort of, kind of get you can read a through line with the tone that these games have when you look at it that way too. Exactly. So everything, the basically everything that was like a weird off-putting survival horrorism in Resident Evil Four when I was a kid mm-hmm. is now just like. Oh, I'm coming home. Yeah. Okay. It, it, this is really cool. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's very start-stop. Yep. You can't shoot and walk at the same time. Nope. Um, the camera, it's very slow. Turning around is slow. Yeah. Um, just oh, you, use a quick turn. Down yeah, and, can, down and beat. Turn, but turning 90%, that's a little trickier. Yeah, right? that's trickier. <laughs> You're not wrong. You can, you can. I do the quick turn, but turning 90 degrees, now that's tricky. That's harder. <laughs> um finding scouring the area for resources mm-hmm. all that all that good jazz um and i'm like oh it still feels like resident evil it does well, it's, it's even just, with a different perspective this is so nice it's just yeah. recontextualized a lot it feels so and it feels so good oh my Shooting god enemies feels so good the, in RE4. Gu- the guns in re4 they are so hard to top because like mm-hmm. they every single one of them feels and sounds fantastic there's so much feedback it's so solid, and it's so, yeah. It, it just feels like, hey, we kind of made RE4, we made Resident Evil, we changed the camera perspective. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, but you're still playing that game. Yeah. Um, and that that's that's really cool because it's still because it feels so good, like you said, and it just maintains a lot of that crunch and energy. Yeah. Um, I did the did the first cut co- that boss fight with the centipede guy. Oh my god! <laughs> in the burning barn. It's such a good oh. moment. Like the like like everybody kind of puts like the, the 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 lake boss where where you're in the boat and throwing the harpoons and shit. They paint that as like the first boss where that game really goes all out. But it's like no 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 no. Salazar. It's Salazar, because he's introduced several times beforehand, so it's extra... that Any boss where they do that, where they really earn the boss's presence oh before... Oh, God! They fight. build him so well! And then when you actually fight him, and it's they go so hard with his design, and he has, like, several phases, and the setting of the boss is so dramatic and scary. <laughs> yes. Um, it's just next level. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um, God... It's one of my favorite games ever. Mm, I'm really excited to play the rest of it because I did stop um, right as I got to the castle. Um, uh, but yeah, that that fight, um, I, I was in an argument arguing with a friend who really hates Uncharted. Oh, um, and I and, and I was just kind of going in like I really like the first Uncharted. Like it's nice little snappy arcadey little shooting, and yeah. then you got this nice story. And he was like, I that that shooting just does nothing for me. And I'm like, oh, but it's good. And then I played Re- Resident Evil 4, and I'm like, okay, I get this what This <laughs> is good shooting. This is the good shit. <laughs> because, like, you feedback, the feedback you get off of enemies in an Uncharted game, not super oh, great. Oh. Like, enemies are bullet sponges mm-hmm. in those games. And that's fine, because that's what that game is. But when I pull out a shotgun and shoot into a crowd of people in Resident Evil 4, and everybody, oh, and everybody reacts, it feels so good. Throw a fucking grenade, watch them go flying. Shoot individual limbs, shoot it's head. So good. Shoot head off, and then awful alien <laughs> thing comes out. It's the worst. It is. Is so good, man. God. That whole decapitation thing, like having played Resident Evil one, two, three, and Code Veronica before four. When that happens, it's so like it is in like it was like you're, you're breaking the rules. Yeah, like this is not how this works. <laughs> like Crimson Head's coming back to life. That's a t- an entirely different thing. But we're talking about an enemy who, uh, okay, I removed its head. It's dead now. That's and like now the it's, rule of and those now, first games. And now it's doubly lethal in a lot of cases because those plagues get lethal. <laughs> I've made the enemy worse. What the fuck? God, that's so good. And it's scary because well, you might be infected. Yep. I'm. I'm very. Um, I think the big, the, much bigger than the perspective change in making it feel less Resident Evil is two big things. The level design is a lot more guided. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is, you are being funneled directly through a series of set pieces. Mm-hmm. There is not yeah. really much, maybe it changes later on. Um, there not is very much. little, like, maziness here. <laughs> uh, and and they add checkpoints, right. which which is yeah. like, oh, it, it kind of feels unnecessary because there's so many Yeah, there's typewriters everywhere. Like, like I think that that's a game that maybe they probably could have used the ty- the ink ribbon system for, at least on harder mm-hmm. difficulties or something, because you're not really ever too stressed in that game. Uh, if you die, you're just going back to the start of a segment rather than mm-hmm. your last save. So, Which just makes the quick time events like kind of a, like a weird yeah, annoyance. It's weird. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. 
Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I'm glad there's checkpoints because those quick time events, especially later on, will just fucking kill oh, you without God. mercy. <laughs> yeah, no mercy at all. Like, there's some, and there's some set pieces where you literally got, like, five seconds to react to it or you're fucked. There's two T's, like, as a boss fight later on. Oh, That's God, so yeah. Yeah, I've the whole game as a kid, but I remember so little about the back yeah. half. Yeah. So I'm excited. Like, I think the first, like, the first third to first half of that game sticks out the most. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, like, when you get to the island, um, and, or, 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 like, the more militarized part of the island, it's kind of like, not quite as good. I remember one boss fight that was on, like, a, like, grating, floating in the air that's on, going around on top of you. Oh, like, yeah. I remember that very, mm-hmm. very strongly, mm-hmm. so I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um... And then that just immediately got me hyped about Resident Evil again. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I've completely loved every Resident Evil game I've touched. Right. It used to be such a good franchise, and now now it's having a resurgence, at least. Yeah, like, like Resident Evil 7. There was a dark time. Resident Evil 7 seems okay to me. I'm very excited about Resident Evil 7. I'm I'm here for giving that game a shot. Yep. I need to play that because I also have PSVR. Yeah, you need to play that in VR. That's the fucking way to play that game, apparently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I have Co-Veronica on my Dreamcast yes! I'm ready now. Oh boy. Yes! Heard that one aged real well. Oh, it has not aged well at all. <laughs> I have a friend that fucking despises that game. Oh, and no. I finally pressed them about it. Mm-hmm. And then they said, well, I got to an area where I was just at a save point and out of bullets. And I couldn't get to the next area because I didn't have enough bullets to get through the guys. And I was like, well, that's the- not... But you're, you're that's, play- that's Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, you're you're playing it Do you, wrong. Wait, homie? I thought I thought I thought that I thought that you had a reason to really hate this. Has it been ten oh. years? I've assumed that Resident Evil Cobrotic was bad because it's Resident Evil. <laughs> Resident Evil did a Resident Evil, and now it's bad. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see if it, how it how it ages beyond yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but that made me that made me laugh. I was like, oh, it's okay. So it's just a Resident Evil game. Then. Yeah, like Code Veronica. It's it's a little wonky in places, but it's totally fine. It's still fine. Mm-hmm. John is probably most receptive to how what old that, that game is. Yeah, like you are totally. Yeah, like if, if there's anybody I'm safe with putting this, the, the, I yeah, with giving this game to, it's John Byer. Yeah, I'm I'm literally like, mm, this is so good. I think one might still be my favorite. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. Have you played remake? Not yet. Oh, oh my god! God, you have to play the, the first remake, one. the original. It's, it's gonna punch me in the face. I'm very. Oh I'm de- my! Very that was one of my favorite game experiences last year, and I got to experience that for the first time. And that's surprising, given awesome. the fact that I love these games. But I finally got to oh, wait. Yeah, I've never experienced Resident Evil remake prior to last year. That's insane, because that's literally the game I bought a game yeah. for. Yeah, I know. And I knew you at the time. Yeah. I know. I just never got around to it. That's wild. God, cool. I remember I bought a GameCube for remake, and then they announced Resident Evil Four a little bit later. And yeah. seeing those first screenshots was just like, oh, you made oh the right call. You made the right decision. Fantasy Star Online, Resident Evil Remake, and Resident Evil Four. Like that's a solid fucking lineup to have for your console. Yeah, I'm excited to be able to play GameCube games again. I have Beautiful Joe ready. That's I have a great Killer one. Seven ready. Oh. Eternal Darkness. I've Ooh. got I've got like a lot of. That's just good nonstop stuff there. bangers. That is nonstop I'm, bangers. Beautiful Joe. I've got one of my wonderful one on one code redeemed. So 
Beautiful Joe was the only one that was going to be at all tricky. Oh, nice. Um, and now, I, now I'm going to be able to just play it, and that feels nice. great. Um, I mean, I can just... We can hold off and do it do it in the second round. I can, how about I throw it to you, Polly? Sure, sure. So, right, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? I played a game this morning. Oh, oh my shit. God. So, you may, like, a cruising around the old Twitter box, as you do when you're in the mm-hmm. online world, you may have run across lots of pictures on your timeline over, especially over the last week. They have like a red, black, and off-white color palette to them, and they feature <laughs> very, 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 very good demon girls. Uh-huh. And, and probably pancakes. I played Helltaker. Ooh. Helltaker is a free... Uh, to grab game on Steam. Go get it now if you like yourself some quick and easy puzzling action. Polly played a puzzle game, y'all. You played a block pushing game. I yeah, played, I was uh, gonna say somebody said this is a Sokoban. This is I did Sokoban. not realize This is that. basically Sokoban. Uh, yeah. You uh, did it. You, I beat it too. Yes. And there is Holy just shit. so you know, there is an option to skip every puzzle in the game if you want to. I didn't <laughs> use it. Aww. I spent an hour. I put the hour in and beat the Sokoban video game. Hell yeah, Polly. Go me. I'm and proud. I did it. I did it because, man, I don't know if y'all know, but the demon girls in this game are very, 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 <laughs> very good. Polly, how yeah. horny is this game? This the game not, itself. The game is not super horny at all, though. Okay. okay. Like, okay, your, your main character's protagonist, and the story is I want a harm full of demon girls. Go. Okay, kind of horny. Yeah, kind of horny, but it doesn't really go into anything explicit or anything. It's just a really cute, like, Sokoban block pushing game where you get, <laughs> oh where you get, the, like, and they're really small and easy puzzles that you can solve. Like, no puzzle took me more than, like, five minutes. Aww. Like, it's real, it's real easy to pick this game up um, and play. And you get to, you, you finish the puzzle, you get to the end, and you, you talk to the demon girl, and you have, like, a 50-50 shot at bring her into your harm, and if you answer wrong, you do the puzzle again. Or you can just skip it and go right back to the interaction. That's kind of it. Like, like oh. the, the dialogue options are kind of silly, and, like, the, the, uh-huh. she just kills you if you answer wrong. <laughs> um, okay, you're t- talking John's language. Yeah, you're talking my language, okay? Like, I would oh. let any single, any single one of these demon ladies <laughs> are fine with me, okay? Like, I'm here for it. I will be killed by any of these demon ladies. Any, <laughs> any and or killed. any and or all at the same time. <laughs> just kill me, resurrect me, and let's go down the line. Give me a unique and beautiful horny death <laughs> by each one. I'm fine with it. Um, but yeah, it's like there's not much more to this game. Like there's a boss fight at the end that is not a Sokoban puzzle, but it's a really fun little avoidance game that kind of mm-hmm. it's really divided people. Like some people don't like it because I I I guess they think it's really hard or something or it's impossible. But it's just like it literally like I died once. There's four so like Faerun ending with an easy shot level. Making I actually people mad. was thinking Faerun as well. Weird. Yeah, but there's like it, it's just like you avoid some thi- you avoid some chains and then you go and then like it's the you, the bridge stops some chains come down the block the way you kick the chains away and then it just keeps going and then but when you die you just start the phase over you don't start the whole boss fight over so it's fine like it's literally mm-hmm. like and no no part is longer than like 30 seconds so people are just whiny oh, they're just yeah. whiny babies <laughs> and i'm almost 100% certain that 
they're either seeded, so they're, they're always the same every time, but it's random what you get, or they're just the same every time. But I literally had no issues with it. Cool. It's super fun. So you come to this game for the girls. That's very, very <laughs> obvious. Like, this game mm-hmm. is very clearly a vehicle for the artist's artwork. And, like, I'm here for it. Like, and there's just lots of fun dialogue. Uh, it's very over-the-top and loud. This is, like... I could see Trigger making an anime of this and it being fucking amazing. Oh, jeez. Excellent. There's a load. It's a load of fun. Really attractive designs. Uh, there's there, there's like there's a demon girl for everyone. I guarantee you. <laughs> there's there's a, there's a fetish in there for you. But this game doesn't really lead into fetishism or anything though. Like it's not mm-hmm. super. Like it's not super sexy or anything like that. It's just it like, sounds like pretty tact tactful. It's very and, tactful and, and almost whole and very almost wholesome in a way. Um, <laughs> it's just very cute the way that like the whole thing comes together and it, it doesn't really like dwell on any of the scenarios or anything at all like in the like the ending you get it's very wholesome and cute and fun um it's just man like games that have like a big personality like this game has a personality that is just undeniable like when you mm-hmm. look at its art when you see the kind of pace that the game has and the way that like you play it and this like everything about this game has its own immediate identity and a very loud personality like like again like i immediately wanted voice overs on these characters i want an animated series with these characters like there's not a lot of substance here but like Mm -hmm. the amount of identity and character that has this thing here really helps escalate it to something that's more a bit more than just the sum of its parts Mm -hmm. and i think that's fucking Mm -hmm. awesome that's so fucking cool. Like it's just such a fucking cool game. It's it's like it's it's an hour like like it took me an hour because I'm a dunce. You could probably mm. finish it in 30 <laughs> minutes. Um but yeah, like, I'm so proud of you for doing a doing a Sokoban bomb. <laughs> I'm so proud. I just had to make it a little horny. You just had to make it a little horny. That's all you I've had to do. I've really been thinking like I wonder if I could do like sort of a like a Sokoban logic tutorial thing, <laughs> just as a not be, I like I don't. I'm, it's okay if you don't like Sokobans. I was just thinking, like, I wonder what the sticking point is. I wonder, is there some way I can help? I wonder if I could make you not a fucking idiot. Is that, <laughs> is that, that what you're saying, John? No, I was just thinking because I was doing. Oh, that's another thing I could talk about. I was doing a bunch of logic puzzles uh, oh. last week. Oh, you were? Yeah. Like, like, I have a question. You yeah? were po- you were posting screenshots of a video. Mm-hmm. Is 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 the dude part of the game in the vi- like? Because there's a picture of a guy in every single one. It's it, a channel called Cracking the Cryptic on YouTube. Right? It's gone okay. Up- See, like I thought it was a game, and that like for some reason there were just pictures of weird old guys with the puzzles no, it's a channel, or something. It's a channel where a couple old men um, do weird Sudokus on the channel. Right. It's a video. Like so, it's like 45 minute videos of a guy solving a Sudoku. And it's enthralling. Okay, because like I thought that like they they were using an app and like for some reason it's just like oh it's just there's weird old guys as part of the pro-. like now now I want to be the one to make that game though that's like the weird <laughs> game where there's just really weird random pictures of old guys. <laughs> I don't know. They're why. very they're charming. They're, for they the seem very very charming. They're mm-hmm. not as charming as very hot and very very as the very, very hot people in this sofa. Mm, very good demonly. My God, they're so good. Seems like there's a lot of them. There's nine or ten of them. Because um, 
I went on Danborough, and the first picture was from Helltaker. <laughs> this thing really blew up, and it's just like, it's just the immediate like eye grabbing character designs and stuff that seem to have pulled this thing uh, mm-hmm. into kind of like what people are talking about because like. I saw somebody play it on my uh, timeline or uh, on my uh, Steam thing. Like somebody had played mm-hmm. it, and I was like, "What's Helltaker? Oh, that's an immediately striking artist. Oh no, block pushing. I'm out. Mm. Oh, it's free. I'm back in. Oh, it's free. I'm back in, and it seems really horny. Cool. I'm here. Ooh. I'm here for it. Um, man, it's it's like, it's such a nice, delightful little thing, though. I was so thoroughly happy. Uh, finishing this game yeah like it's not what I was expecting like I I thoroughly expected I'm gonna throw this on and I'm just gonna hate everything I'm gonna skip all the puzzles and I'm gonna do all the interactions (laughs) and I'm gonna get half of what this game's charm is but no Mm -hmm. like I like the 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 actual puzzle stuff feels really good it's got a nice crunch to it when you're moving around and stuff so like it's like this is just a well designed and well put together thing it's like 30 minutes the guy could have charged like two to five bucks for it and have been fine. I think that there's like an art book and you can get the pancake recipe for like ten yeah. bucks. Cute. Uh, that, so. I think it's kind of the same as Doki Doki Literature yeah. Club did, where it's like you're buying that to support them after. Yeah, the like, and I might just mm. go ahead and do that because, like, I think that I definitely got enough out of this game just from like all of the art that's kind of going around and like enjoying the game in and of itself for being like a nice crunchy little puzzle game that didn't like go too crazy uh, with uh, the solutions and stuff. Uh, Cause there's really only like one, I-, I don't think that there's more than one solution for all of them. Like I think that they're like, um, I know that there's like a, a hidden ending that you can do um, after you finish that I accidentally ended up having the things that I could do for it. Um, because I had done the puzzles in a certain way. Uh, Mm. so maybe there is for like a few of the puzzles, there's like more than one way to do it, but yeah, there's, there's something you'll notice like looking through the stages and I made it at a point to interact with a certain things when I was doing the puzzles. And by the time I got to the end, it was like, well, uh, that's it. And then I, and other people are talking about, oh, there's like a true ending with a thing that you can do. And like, it's something that you unlock as you're playing the game, if you're paying attention. So it was, it was, it was cool to kind of get that. And it's just like, and that's just like an extra scene at the end that is really fun. It also has another horny demon that you get to call part of your harem. So produce or no, not produce. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely produce. 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 They're they're idols now. They're idols. (laughs) We are producing perfection. But yeah, Helltaker, it's delightful. It's a fun little thing. I like it. Everybody go play it. It's fucking free. Come on. It's free and it's got horny demon girls. What else do you want? What else do you want? I mean, that's that's pretty but That is broad. pretty much it. Like, that's a pretty good... I think that's a pretty good sales pitch. Like, yeah. for, that's a good thing to put on the tin is, yo, I, I'm free horny demon girls. Do yeah, Check it out. <laughs> There's gonna be so. They are very. Everything you posted has looked very appealing. It's, I understand. Yes, yes. They're very, very appealing. Send me all the Rule Thirty Four. I don't give a fuck. I'm <laughs> shameless. Let's go. Excellent. This looks delightful, Polly. Yes. It, I wish I wish listed it. They. You on. Just install it. It's like fifty minutes. <laughs> I wish listed it. I'll do what I want. Eat a dick. <laughs> Cool! Totally rad! Far out! Tubular! 
It's funny. I forgot to mention one of the things I actually really liked in E. Celsetta mm-hmm. is how at the start of the game you have no memories and you're kind of going on this journey to find your memories. Yeah. And like the whole vibe of like the adventure has already happened and you're just trying to yeah, figure you're out just what trying actually to happened. Put it together. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Like I, I thought that was really neat, but then things obviously all right. end up happening in the present. Obviously, yeah. that aspect kind of falls pretty yeah. much off entirely. Yeah. I'll, I will find a way to patch that in. It'll be funny. It'll be the most no, it's, awkward. Don't do no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it now. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna don't patch that in. It'll be, and then I'll leave. I'll leave the part in where you mention it again, right here. I'll leave this in too. This will be like the worst edited podcast of ever. I'm back. Hey, we're, I'm gonna wait. This time on, I've got, I'm gonna keep this time an I've eye. Got I'm gonna keep an eye on uh, Beepner. Uh, he's probably having the oh shit, I haven't used Skype in a long time experience, and then yeah. it's updating, and it's like oh no, my microphone. Oh no, everything's going to hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's probably ha- so. We'll, we'll we'll like we'll bullshit here for another two or three minutes, and then I will work in the background to get him on. We'll get nice. It. Somebody on my. On my on my uh, on my Steam friend list, just started playing Helltaker. <laughs> go Ren, go you. You're doing good. You're doing God's work. I would, but we're doing a podcast right now. Yeah, and you, we don't want to hear you wanking it during a podcast. Yeah, plus I already wanked it before the podcast. Right. Yeah. I mean, as you do. Yeah. Naturally. Naturally. So so I'll probably I play it around midnight or so. I think that'll be good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we are gonna throw it back to my good pal and yours. Rhett. Hi. Hey. <laughs> so good follow up. Good. Good follow up. I don't really today. have a ton else to talk about. I right. mentioned earlier that I had finished a bunch of anime up. Uh, mm-hmm. So I watched Thunderbolt Fantasy, and I took a little bit of a while to finish it because I got like about halfway through, and it's just just not actually feeling it that much. Like oh. the first. So this is uh, again Urobuchi's the, the puppet, puppet show. show. Yeah. The first episode is just incredible. When you realize, like, what they are doing with these puppets mm-hmm. and having them sword fight, and, like, it's also <laughs> really violent. Yes. Like, they're not I just having puppets that. sword fight. They're having puppets decapitate each other. There's, like... With blood splatter. With mm. blood splatter and limbs being lost and, like, heads flying. And, like, they're giving, you know, like... <laughs> puppets it's right. just like fucking wild but then you know that's the first episode and then oh the story starts has to happen and then it's a season one is just a very basic pretty much simple straight journey mm-hmm. where like they build the team of you know characters and then they go on a journey and they're like oh we're gonna overcome these three trials like the swamp of despair or whatever it actually is mm-hmm. you know and then the mountain of evil and then you know we're going to pass through the underworld, and we're th- then we're going to get to the tower. It's very kind of JRPG-ish. Yeah. And then I think once they actually get to the tower, like, for the last five episodes, like, the story Pops actually... It, it really, yeah, it really does. Like, there's a big betrayal that is pretty easy to see coming still, but then it does go in a more nuanced and interesting direction, and then I was fairly, fairly happy with the season by the time it ended. I was like, okay, I... I kind of see what they're going for here. Mm, nice. So you know how in uh, Trails SC, there's a thing with Kevin right at the end. Yeah, where, that, that really he, good thing. Where he he reveals a little bit of his real character. 
Yeah. And then that's kind of the jumping off point for mm. Trails third. There's a very similar thing in this where a character finally like drops the mask and like you realize oh, like so good what they're finally actually doing and capable <laughs> of. So now so, you actually and, have to watch the next season. <laughs> so the, so it's the weird thing is where I've started season two now and it is entirely about that plot thread that they left hanging at the end of one. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, neat. And I'm, but I'm also not entirely sure I like it so far. I'm only like four mm, episodes. Right, right, episode. right, right. But it's like, oh, you're, yeah, they're they're just introducing a whole bunch of new characters like right out of the gate. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. so we're kind of, th- yo, yo, maybe throwing too much stuff out from season one. Right, right, right. Yeah. Welcome. And hey, those who don't know, Beepner just joined us. He will be, he'll be here for the rest of the show. Cool. What? Yeah, Rhett's talking about puppets. Yep. <laughs> oh, good. As I normally do. Yeah. Is he gonna <laughs> give, us, give us a puppet show on webcam? Uh, it's not the uh, kind of puppet show I'm sure you want to see. Um, oh, Jesus. I mean, I'm here oh. for it. I'm here for it. I'm 100% here for Rhett's Dick's Tricks Hour. <laughs> Five stars. This wow. is the part of doll that has the butthole you can put penis <laughs> into. So, however, between seasons one and two, there's a movie. Oh, wait, for the... What? I didn't know about this. There are two Thunderbolt fantasy movies as well. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's season one movie, season two movie, and they're working on season three, apparently, because the second movie only came out in, like, December. Are they summary movies? So here's the funny thing, is that they're not. What? So... The first movie, so I, I had no idea what this was going to be going into it. The first movie is a prequel focusing on a character known as the Screaming Phoenix Killer, which is <laughs> I love a it. very great name. That's <laughs> pretty good. He's so a good character, too. Whose metalcore band name is that? <laughs> so here's the funny thing, though. So, like, this is a character I thought maybe didn't live up to their full potential in the season one Mm -hmm. and then i fucking loved this movie (laughs) yeah i was like oh this is like by far my favorite part of this series so far is his flashback story there's just there's just one huge little problem with it is that this is like a roughly 90 minute movie and then his story his flashback ends at about 45 minutes in Oh, oh no! And Rip. then there's the second half of the movie that is completely disconnected. <laughs> oh, weird. That's unfortunate. And then, so then the second half of the movie is a little bridge between seasons one and two. Okay. And it's just like, oh, I understand why, because like his story kind of continued, like the Screaming Phoenix Killer, his story kind of continued on into season one. Mm-hmm. So like, but like it's. It's really frustrating because it's like, man, they had this opportunity to do this really great kind of standalone thing, and and then it's just not actually that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like this weird half step where they only release yeah. half of even half of end of Evangelion. Uh, I know. It's, it's just like, man, if they had just followed through, like that, that first forty-five minutes is just—it's so good, John. You got to watch this. Excellent. I'm excited. And then the second half is a bridge between seasons one and two mm-hmm. that kind of it's not a recap movie but they kind of recap season one uh, but they do it in a very funny way okay 
where it's a character that wasn't there telling what happened. Oh. So they're doing all these flashbacks from season one, but they're wrong. I, I'm here for this. I fucking so, love this! So it's just, it's very silly. Like, this character is inserting themselves into events from season one, but then also telling them completely wrong. See, I was hoping that's what, uh, like, back in the day, what that's. I was hoping that's what Metroid Zero Mission would be. Oh, yeah. Like, Samus just telling this big, glorious tale at the end, because, like, one of the ending shots is her at a bar drinking, and I'm like, oh, she's just oh, getting yeah. a real exaggerated version of this fucking story. Oh, that's funny. She just yeah. made up the whole fucking Zero Suit shit. <laughs> that whole vibe of, like, over-exaggerating the story is kind of what this side story is. That's awesome. It's, it's pretty funny, and then it has a nice little resolution. It's just, it's such a weird departure, because if you showed somebody this movie... They would be so confused, like, hey, how come this thing just does a 180 halfway through? <laughs> like, it just doesn't actually feel like a movie. It's really just two OVAs stick together. Right, right. Oh, gotcha. But, yeah, so I'm going to keep going on season two, and then I'll probably watch the second movie and then wait for season three. Nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm somehow, I'm all the way in now, I guess. Cause, this, is but, this is not something I expected you to buy in on. I mean... Kevin, his stuff is pretty good, and the, the whole puppet thing is just—it's it's so, so curiously dumb. Right. Oh, and so at the end of the movie, when they're doing the credits, mm -hmm. it shows like behind-the-scenes footage, which is like super neat to see. Oh, just oh, cool. like the guys, like, you know, like just seeing like, oh, like for like eighty percent of these shots, like it's the puppet only has the upper body, mm -hmm. and you just see mm -hmm. the guy with his arm up there and like swinging the swords around. I don't know how the fuck they edit this show because it's just like they have to do these incredibly short cuts to get the puppets to do exactly right, what they right. want when they're you know sword fighting each other. Yeah. So it's like it gets a little bit like you know the the Jason Bourne movies having like insanely fast editing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like and loads of screen shake and high shake. Like yeah. So this does screen shake, but it definitely does like shots that are easily like fractions of a second oh so it's wow just like, it just seems like a monumental task to put this all together and i think season one also kind of hides a lot of stuff with cg uh in the season two opening there's a very big puppet oh. so I, oh, I think the big monster this time is not going to be cg i'm good. excited for that <laughs> good yeah because that was the one little kind of aesthetic yeah. sad thing is that the big monster at the end of one is cg instead of a puppet yeah mm -hmm. cool that's the, that's the worm from guar yeah. <laughs> so in the opening for season two, it just looks like oh, that's just a guy inside a puppet. It looks like like that big. That's awesome. So I will guess I'll keep you updated on this series. This is the new saga. Oh god. This <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. This show is this show is pretty straightforwardly good. Right. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the general impression that I get from just having read other opinions on it. I really like it. Yeah, it was one of your anime of the decade. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Even God. though fucking my anime list will not list this because they are putting their foot down and say it's not anime. Oh, yeah. Uh, They're very... <laughs> Even though, you know, the entire staff basically is, is it's all... Just a bunch... Yeah. I mean, it's not anime, but it's... It's, it's anime. So close. It's so anime adjacent that it's just like, how do you... Like, you're just being a dick now. <laughs> Because all the voice actors are, you know, yeah. people from the anime industry. Right. Like, I recognize a bunch of the voices. Mm -hmm. So, that's cool. That's cool. Cool. So, John, where were you going to leave off? You... 
ready to leave us off. So I was basically like struck by lightning. I was having like <laughs> basically this joyous time playing Resident Evil Four, just really having a good time because it's a great game, obviously. Right. And then I just stopped, mm. and I haven't played a video game for ten days. Oh my god! What, what is wrong with you? Except for Red's Mario Maker level, which was fun. You should play <laughs> that. It. I forgot about making it by mm. the time I finally played it. I got to it. I, I'm a good friend. I get around to it. Nice. No, it's just uh, it was funny because I was like, "Oh right, I did do that like two weeks ago." I forgot. About it. <laughs> was I really one, liked it? It was very fun. The mm. one we had to face away was that too hard? It was the hardest one, but I still really enjoyed. It was okay. a cool puzzle. I liked yeah. it. Mm. So that was like I said, it was definitely tricky. But I don't know how you could have made that less hard without it being yeah. boring. Right, right. Basically, it's a level where I use a lot, a lot of those tricks from Steve's levels that are just like, yes. touch the coin and you die, or look left and you die. Mm. So, like, it's it's very generous with checkpoints because mm. it will kill you if you do anything wrong. But The boss, so although it's the seven Koopalings, and they're all themed around the seven deadly sins, so you have, like, coins spelling out, <laughs> this is the pride level, That's... this is the wrath level. Oh, wow. And the, and the lust level is you fight Wendy and you can't you can't look at her or the stage falls away. What the fuck? <laughs> so that's pretty good. It's very funny. So thank you for that that very yeah. good level level. Okay. Right. So when you so when you um uploaded that, I assume you went for Wendy and then Sloth. Oh, so you had to do one go. So I did it in one go several times. You're right. I just definitely mm. Wendy was like the one I'd always go for first because she's by far the hardest. Mm. I, but because there's two checkpoints to upload it, you would have to beat all seven in one life three times. Oh, oh God. That's wow. very funny. So there's a very obscure dev, dev why, exit. Why was there, why was there a... Um, oh, that's funny. Why was there a checkpoint in the first room? I didn't understand that. Like beyond the second to oh, the one. Because... Coming out of the pipe. To act to re-hit a checkpoint, you have to hit the other one first because oh. you can only you okay. have to alternate them. Interesting. Okay, I, I figured there was a mechanic yeah. thing for that. So you that's a good level. Yeah. Um. So okay. struck struck by lightning. I not playing don't, any games. I do not remember what prompted this. Yeah, this is so fucking out of nowhere. I do not remember what prompted me to think. Oh yeah, Marie Kondo has a manga. I could read that. And I Googled for like an easy PDF and then I realized I could just buy it on right on Kindle and then just read it in my browser and I just took forty five minutes and read it and then I was like it reignited a long dormant fire inside deep inside my soul. Uh-huh. Marie Kondo is the lady in the reality T V show about um tidying it's called tidying up yeah. and her big book bestseller book is called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is The Life-Changing Manga of Tidying nice. Up. Nice! It's, it's very cute. Is it, it, is it, it drawings of her? Um, it's not her drawings, but it is It is an adaptation. Yeah, it's it's its own it story. It is a cutesy adaptation of her. Of the, okay. It is a cutesy adaptation of her. It's very cute. Yeah, when the show was getting... Uh, the show was on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I remember people like linking this manga on social media it's like oh my god there's Marie Kondo manga and it's like yeah it totally makes sense that it would just be available to buy on Kindle because it seems like she has a huge 
merch empire yeah. like going on <laughs> oh, just yeah. based just based on that bit of success. It's like yeah, it totally makes sense that you can just buy that in the states. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, and you're not looking for fan scanlations or anything. It's extremely. It's it, it reads right. To, it reads left to right, which was. Which oh, that was going to be my name. <laughs> yeah, I was curious. Yeah, that's about how. That. That's how. That's how mainstream this is. Well, yeah. this book is backwards. Fuck this shit. Nope. <laughs> it reads left to right. Um, oh my god, it's so cute. It, it, it's so funny because she's just like floats in, just like here's all the here's the ways you can do this. But then like five times throughout the manga, there is just like an action panel where she's like, no. Do not send that box of shit to your parents' house where it'll sit forever. The weirdest on. one, the oh. weirdest ones were like the full-on hentai episode, like the the weird <laughs> hentai inserts. I was not expecting the tentacle story, the little tentacle sub storyline in the middle. I'm here for it. Don't get me wrong; it was just an unexpected surprise. So literally, there there is like a, a little romance subplot here where the start of the manga is that the cute neighbor neighbor boy. Like, oh my god! Stops in to tell, st- tries to stop in, and her place is a complete disaster. And she like trips over into her own mess, and he like is visibly like, oh, ugh. all right, oh, well, no. bye. Hey, I just came over to tell you, could you get your garbage off of the, your balcony? Oh I can no! Smell it from, I can smell it from my apartment because <laughs> because earlier she's like, oh shit. Uh, oh, I haven't taken out the trash yet. I'll just put it on the balcony and take it out tomorrow. Ooh, last week's trash is still there. Oops. Oh. Um, so oh. there's a there's a running thread where she and that boy strike up a relationship. So uh, essentially, the message is: if you clean up, you're gonna get cute fucked. Boys, cute, cute boys will make you food. Cute boys will make you food if you clean up your apartment. Mm. <laughs> Um, which is which was very receptive to me. So I this hit me like lightning. I immediately went for some reason. I just went to my bathroom like that. I like read this on my lunch break and then immediately went and cleaned out my whole bathroom and went got all the garbage out from under the cover and threw out a box full of stuff. Then shoved those turds to the side that you'd been letting set there for a while. I wasn't as bad as the girl in the mall. <laughs> well, you know when you're when you're taking a shower and you really have to drop a deuce sometimes Eric? you try to hurl it at the toilet and you miss <laughs> you don't always have time to scrub the tile our friend, our friend when eric you're running late to work. our friend eric has perfected the art of shower dumping i hear <laughs> <laughs> so the comic's adorable and it it got me and then i did that and then i finished work that day and then i was like i want to do more oh my my whole kitchen, and it felt really good. Did you buy a maid outfit online? When, at, did not, this did not buy a maid. I think you really should have. I think it would have gotten you way more into the experience. Plus, you could be just extra horny afterward. Mm, I think that was. I think that was more a thing for past jobs. <laughs> Maybe the maid outfit. Yeah, I remember <laughs> buying a maid outfit specifically for that reason, and then it never happened. It just never happened. Yeah. Oh, well. It's still um, in my trunk, but yeah, we'll work on hmm. it. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. And then, well, and then you're just going to end up throwing away because, you know, you tidied up and you're like, what the there you go. There you go. There you go. This made up. It sparked joy. You, it sparked joy. Um, so her whole thing. So I was really into this kind of shit as a kid. I would. I, I had like a l- bunch of little tidying up books I read and reread. Right. Um, I love doing like purges and like going through all my books and getting rid of stuff, going through all my clothes and getting rid of stuff. Mm-hmm. I like I, I accumulate a lot of stuff, but I still I don't get too attached in that sense. I'm willing to do the clean out. Right. 
Um, so this was just like, oh, here's all those lessons you already learned in, in school, learned um, as a kid. Um, and I just haven't done this since since before the divorce, actually. Oh, wow. oh boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so the, the deal is that I moved like three times with Anna. Yeah. And every time we did a big purge and every time she would kind of like push me on what I should get rid of. Like, mm. you don't really need that. Right. Very specifically John things. Oh. So I would keep things that we would keep things that she liked and get rid of things that I liked. And uh, I think it just kind of burned me out on this thing that I was like, I was very passionate about was tidying up and making my space my own and making it very, yeah, nice it's, it turned into a weapon. Yeah. You don't need that giant spider hanging from the bedroom ceiling, <laughs> right? I'm keeping, I'm keeping my spider plushie. Um, the, so like I had not, so this was like, it was lighting this fire in me for this thing that I was already really passionate about as a kid Mm -hmm. and it just consumed me and it was immediately the weekend and I just spent the whole weekend, um, tidying, tidying, tidying. I went through all my books. I, 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 and I went through all my DVDs and with all my anime, um, and I brought two, three full bookshelves to two bookshelves. (laughs) Oh wow! I can get rid of one of my bookshelves now. Nice. So I'm gonna doing that soon. Um, the books are easy. The the I have I have Isaac Asimov books that I got in middle school. Holy that kept, shit! That I kept thinking, yeah, I'll read this someday. He's a. <laughs> I'm. I love science fiction. I'm a nerd. I'll read this someday. And I've had it since middle school, and I've moved four times with it, including cross country. Might ha- might not be reading that, John. I'm just gonna put this uh, out there. I had all six foundation books. I read one Holy foundation shit. book in middle school and didn't like it. Wow. Uh, so so I I read I also read the one foundation book. Mm-hmm. I I remember almost nothing about it. I I took like one idea from it and it was just like, oh yeah, this is one of those science fiction books. So it's like, hey, I have this really like wacky futurism idea. I don't really have a story about it, but I'm going to write a bunch of words anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, I went through all, I, my brother came over today and he went, we went through all the books um, so that he could take, he took like seven of them home with him mm. that he actually cared about out of the stack of like a hundred. Oh, wow. Um, and most of it was just laughing, just cackling. <laughs> Why did I have this 18th century British period peace novel. I don't know why. Not even like one of the like big ones. It's just like this obscure this DVD set for Bride's Head Revisited that my dad gave me. Oh my god. I don't know what that is. I don't care. <laughs> um, so I trimmed that very easily. Mm-hmm. The The games were really hard because I had, and this is the this is the rub, is that almost everything I have tucked away was like tainted in some way by oh, yeah. the ex-wife. Yeah, uh, and the big thing was I had this thick binder full of movies. Oh yeah, the binder. And this was like four years ago that she said we should put all our movies and games into a binder. That way we don't have all these big cases cluttering up everything. And I don't fucking like binders. Everyone <laughs> has this. Everyone has this epiphany. I'll just get rid of all the cases. Maybe you did that. I think you did that, Polly. That's great. If it works, I did it. And- yeah, I had to. I just I got tired of the things being everywhere. I think they all fell, think they all fell on you, right? Your yep. bookshelf. On my, you. my my shelf collapsed, and I said, 
fuck this, we're done. Yeah, wow. fair enough. I don't, I don't like them. I, I don't, I'm them. not a fan. Don't. It's just out of necessity. That's totally fair. Um, my approach now has been getting rid of enough DVDs that I don't feel like I need to need a right. binder. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I had all these cases that I had managed to save, and they're all the game cases. Uh-huh. But I didn't know, and also, Anna had gone through the binder and pulled out movies and games that she liked when she left, and I had never gone through it to figure out which one she'd taken and which one she'd stay, left behind. God. Oh. So, it was this delicious treasury of which of these things have we lost the case for and which of these have we lost the discs for oh (laughs) god what a cunt so it was very painful going through that binder and being like oh Jurassic Park doesn't have a case that's cool Um, all these movies I love don't have cases that's cool oh look she took Kirby's epic oh look she took both personas despite not having a PS2 so, uh, oh, and also, John, also, I will I will send you my copies of those personas. Oh, um, the, the the three the three copy is the vanilla one though. It's not fest. I'll survive. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure how pressing that is for me, but I, I appreciate it um, because three three and three is available on yeah, PSN. So oh yeah. yeah. Um. Also, um, just as an added wrinkle. These are all of the games that we'd had since we were little kids with the PS2 oh. and the GameCube. Because of course we were little children when we had the PS2. Yeah, we're not we're not super old. Where PS2s oh. were like an adult thing that you get. Um, so a, a lot of the discs were really fucked up because oh, we yeah. just throw them around. Yeah, just kind of them out of the out of the cases. Just throwing them around, wiping so, your ass with them, all that fun I stuff. This, I had this whole thing, all of my old video games that weren't PlayStation 4 games were mm. wrapped in this binder of hate that was tied to A, ex-wife, oh, B, God. guilt at being shitty kids, being cruel to our video games. Right? <laughs> so, basically what it wound up is every single movie that didn't have a case, because the case, the movie cases were the one where we lost a lot of them. They, there was right. just a bot bag of them. I got tossed at some point, and they're just gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't want it in my house. I never watch movies anyway. I called my mom. Hey, mom, would you like these movies? And she said, yes, we will absolutely watch them. We watch a movie every two days. Wow. So I I mailed I mailed that off. Nice. The, the movie are all, almost all the movies, except for like a tiny handful of them that I had cases for and love, um, like Little Shop of Horrors. That's right. the big one. Um, <laughs> the movies are out of my life. It's gone. The binder's gone. The hate binder's gone. Nice. I went through all the games. I put them into all into the cases, um, and then I went through each and looked at the discs. And I said to myself, "Would I trust that this would even work right. on my like PS2?" And then, and then you went, "How did this copy of Suicoden Three get in here?" Uh. <laughs> um, and I had a stack of thirty games that were. This, this is a lot of games. This is like sixty, like seventy games or something. Wow. There's a lot. Um, PS3, Wii, GameCube, PS2, PS1. Yeah, it's a stretch. The childhood Um, stuff. All the childhood stuff. Um, yeah, PS3 was childhood too. Um, Wii was very much childhood. Um. Well, Wii is for babies, so. Wii is for babies, that all checks out. So, I like, I stacked all the games that didn't have, didn't have games in them, because I stole them. And I stacked all the games that were too scratched up. And then I pulled out 
about ten games where I was like, I want to replace these. Right. I want these in my life. And I pulled those cases, and I took the remaining 20 game cases, which were either with discs that were too scratched up or empty, mm-hmm. and I threw them in the fucking garbage. Nice. Real good. That's a good purge. Hey, hey, hey John, was yeah? Kirby's Epic Yarn a replace? It was. I really like Kirby's Epic Yarn. Oh, cool. It was on my got It was on my game of the day. I know. I know. You, literally, your one Nintendo game. I just wanted to see mm-hmm. if it was a replace tier. But yeah. Is it? Is, are you replacing it with Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn? <laughs> nah, I'm good. I want Kirby's Epic Yarn. Um, and I bought a new Wii. I I, I pulled out the games. I I thought I had a Wii, but nope. We wow, given that to Wii? my brother apparently, and he had given it to a friend. So no Wii. So mm-hmm. I ordered a new Wii. Um, I had two PS2s. Neither worked. So I ordered oh. a PS2, and I got that working yesterday. Nice. It didn't work at first. No. And then I cleaned the lens, and it started working. Nice. Almost oh. everything. It's, so when you mentioned you it's could rare play that I, games again? Yeah, it's, it's rare that I've ever seen that, that cleaning the lens thing work. It seems to this time. I, I, think, I, I have a feeling it's just staving off a death that's happening soon. More than likely. I can no longer play my PS2 games because I gave my PS2 away, and then my PS3 that could play PS2 games died, and now I have a PS3 that I got from somebody else that needs its lens clean because now it's not reading the disc that it <laughs> will read, but it's not a backwards compatible one. I love it. I don't you know, maybe there's a good thing to be said about digital video games. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. So the big thing is that the PS, uh, I don't trust PS2 emulation now because I tried Devil May Cry and yeah. it ran at 80% speed and yeah. I played it for three hours not realizing I was playing uh. water. Uh, <laughs> so I don't trust PS2 emulation, especially not before I get a new computer that's more than eight, less than eight years old. Yeah. Um, so I'm ready to, I want to play PS2 games on PS2. Yeah. And now I have a shelf of Wii games, PS2 games, and PS3 games that all work, that are there, that have games, that have cases, and the games themselves are in good condition, and it feels so good, y'all. You know, that shelf you're going to throw out, you should keep it and just buy a bunch of titty statues to put on it. That's, that's good <laughs> advice. I said, John. I've still, got, I've still got plenty of room on the shelf. I've got, like, two more blank shelves that I can still fill with titty statues. Don't worry. I, I said the same thing to John. I was like, just think how much more room for Sakura you have now. Mm-hmm. The the four Sakura figures do t- do spark joy. Yes, so, I, I had a feeling that those were going to spark joy. I mean, along with a, a few other things, of course. Yeah. So, it feels so good. <laughs> I have the shelf. I, I, I had not realized how much of a psychological weight that pain binder was on my life. It was just <laughs> sitting there emanating hatred and guilt. And now it's now it's just gone. It's, now it's all free of it. Binders of women. Binders. Binders. <laughs> binders of binders from a hateful woman. Binders uh, from a hateful woman. Oh my god! Uh, I went through all my papers, a bunch of stuff with her name on it it's in the trash. Yeah, uh, should have wiped your I ass wiped. with it. Yep. <laughs> I kept the divorce certificate. That felt good. That's good. You uh, framed that shit. All, I went through all my clothes. I went through all the kitchen stuff. I am now. I have touched every, basically everything I own and decided whether or not to keep it. Mm. And, like, that's a cool feeling to look around right, my entire right. apartment and go, like, oh, yeah, it's all stuff I like. Or stuff that is in the designated pile to take to Goodwill when this fucking pandemic cools down. Uh, right, right. <laughs> you, you, so, you, you've mastered your own space now in a way that, like, you, your, your living situation couldn't be more positive. It's it's so positive now. I want to get some photos of friends up because I don't have much of that. I, right. I had these photos as a that I just received as a kid that I just displayed for years. Mm-hmm. Not really like because they were ones that I liked. They're just because 
it's what you do. They were, they were t- given to me. Right. So I'm just like I'm just like finally, I'm making this about present, John. That's like good. I threw out all my old bassoon stuff because I was all kind of guilt. Was right. like, oh, I did all this music stuff, and now it's just I let it go. Right? Hey, just, welcome gone. to old. Yeah, I, I I throw out most of my Boy Scout stuff. That felt real good. That had to feel real liberating. Yeah, yeah. no regrets there. <laughs> no regrets whatsoever. Um, so now, so I I mentioned this was like, oh wow. So it turns out that most of this old stuff does not bring me any joy, and the stuff that does bring me joy is video games. <laughs> That's a good thing. To get. So the true. The truth about my innermost self that Marie Kondo helped me arrive at is that I really like video games. <laughs> cool. Life-altering. Life-altering. Oh, she literally has a thing at the start that's like, envision your ideal life and then and then, then build, towards, build towards having that. Mm. And my ideal life was, oh, I want to be able to play Xenosaga when I want. <laughs> and like, I can do that now. It's still, That's it's, cool. It's it's very cool. It's very much just like shedding all these layers of bullshit. Right, like, right. I'm realizing like, oh, I don't actually feel great about college. Thinking about it, I don't feel yeah, great about. Like, I can just let go of this. I can just be done with it. It's over. I'm just, I'm just I, all that matters is the present. There's so many <laughs> letters from letters from people that had crushed on me in high school. I was oh, like, oh, I don't know what to do about this. <laughs> Or I just did not ask them how to reciprocate. Even wow. Though I, made I was like, well, didn't handle that great. Sorry. Yeah, nice. Let Good. go of this letter. Get going. <laughs> you handled that in the fadiest way possible. <laughs> Which is how I went. So it's very much just like this exhausting process of just confronting the past. And right, right. Deciding, deciding who do I want to be, deciding what my ideal is for the future that I'm ready to seize. Mm-hmm. She literally uses the word ideal. It's extremely ideal. fake. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the Digimon cards. I threw away all the nice. Digimon cards. Nice. Are, is is that the... It, I don't know that much about um, the TCG, but is that um, the the really bad one? Like, the one... I have no idea. I, I think okay. I learned to play it. I think I... It was ages ago, so probably. It was, like... But, like, like not even not even some skeezy guy on eBay would, would value this. <laughs> is, is that the... Um, was they that the decision-making process? Or, well, with, with things like that, you just can't be fucked to, like, find a buyer. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah, I don't give a shit. A lot of this yeah. stuff... These comics like... are going to be worth a lot someday. It's like, everybody has this Jim Lee X-Men number one and all the holofoil, like, variants oh of it. The, the Action Comics number one was is valuable because comics were just thrown away after they were read back right, in the yeah. 30s right. or whatever. <laughs> it, was so fu- it was so funny. At one point, I posted online, and I said... Can you give me permission to say goodbye to this stack of scratched up shitty old shitty games that I can't play? <laughs> and then like three separate people replied, "Well, oh god, fuck have off." You te- have you tested them? How do you know they're bad? They're d- GameCube discs surprisingly resilient. Wait, well, you can if you take the the if you take out the um the cover, you can use those cases to make your own covers for games you don't have c- cases for in the future. Oh, Okay, I'll just have a stack of empty PS2 cases in case I want to make my fucking custom box art for games in the future. That's want, a great idea. I need to see John Thayer's custom box art for Xenosaga Episode 1 now. 
just a picture of like I don't know anything. I want a John rendition of Cosmos on the cover. All I know about Xenosaga, Cosmos exists. Mm -hmm. Jesus is in it at some point. Yeah. (laughs) And a guy named Albedo laughs a lot and then tears off his head. And it's really cool. Yep. Very good. And the music's good. And the music's fantastic. (laughs) Oh, I forgot forgot about that bit. Yeah, I remember listening to a bit from, I think, 3 and being like, oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 3's the one with uh, Mira with the Fate Zero Monica lady, I think. Mm. Um, Hydra. Yeah, and then one is Mitsuda. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's but one, one doesn't have a lot of music in it though. Oh really? One, like, it's mostly silent most of the time. Weird. It's all environmental and like people really hated it. So two and three have a lot of music. Interesting. That's gonna be that's gonna be exciting. That is the I don't know. Like, I'm still feeling a little tired from, right. from Tales of Vesperia, yeah, so it's like, going to be a bit before I play a gameplay light RPG. Yeah, you're going to want to wait. Mm-hmm. I want to be in the mood for that kind of right. game again. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's probably, it's it's the order of Xenosaga, Xenogear, Xenoblade. <laughs> <laughs> Just, alright, what's the most hipster cred here? There you uh, go. Yeah. Xenogears yeah. isn't, I think Xenosaga's more hipster cred than Xenogears, right? Fantastic. That means I'm way more hipster. Absolutely. Um, so now I've got my Dreamcast set up. I can play those games whenever I want. I've got my. I'm gonna have the the Wii will arrive soon, and then I should be able to play GameCube games. I bought a new copy of Nightfire, so my brother comes over, we can play that. Oh like wow! There you go. <laughs> so I have. I've just. It's it's been fucking. I, I keep if my if my voice fades, it's because I keep looking around at my apartment. <laughs> I yeah, that's kind of like. I've been hearing your voice kind of get like more reverby and then less reverb. It's like I can see, I can literally hear you craning your neck around. Just looking at my apartment. I'm just looking at. I'm gonna make this make this space my own. I'm gonna master be my own. Domain. I am master of my own domain. I'm going to seize my own ideal life, and I'm going to let go, let go of the past, and <laughs> hold on to, and seize the future. What do they say in uh, that Star Wars? <laughs> just burn the past uh, if you have to. Or oh God. I can sit- I consider that, yeah. <laughs> kill the burn the yeah. let go of the past. Kill it if you have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just been so fucking. Cathartic. Is that what they also say in Star Wars? What the the garbage will do. The garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I. It's been. I, what's I, I? I waited like two or three days before I started actually like tweeting about this, and then mm. I did it on private for like four more days because yeah. I feel like any kind of self help stuff is uncool. <laughs> it's John, like self care is cool. You are literally the most uncool person I know. It would have been on brand for you to just post this day one. That's fair. It's just like it was very. It's it's weird how that disconnect happens. It's like oh, self care is good, right? But if you're if you're like. But Marie Kondo, that's a self-help thing. That's coded, like suburban mom stuff. That that's gets you, cool. and that gets you like a lot of weird racist people too. It's a lot of weird oh, racist geez. people. It's a sort of a. It becomes like a class thing where like, oh, you're talking about Marie Kondo. Yeah. Uh, well, you know that not ev- you know not everybody can afford to just get rid of stuff willy nilly. And I'm like, I understand, but you don't have to harsh my. You know, please don't harsh my buzz about this. Yeah. You're you're throwing out video games. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. Literally the most fine thing that could happen Mm -hmm. at this point. So it's it's sort of a so that's sort of a weird complexity thing of like 
Um, but I think I think it is completely a positive. However you get into it, if it's through the trendy bestseller, like this is no, this isn't any like groundbreaking advice here. It's literally no. just hey, you don't need to keep a bunch of shit that doesn't make you happy or to do anything for yeah. you. Right. You know, you can just let it go, and that will probably make your place a more yeah. peaceful, nice place to exist. There's more room for you stuff. There's more room for me. I'm buying. I, I ordered new stuff online. I ordered new. I I, I got rid of cups that I hated, and mm-hmm. then just ordered like six more of the cup that I love and use all the time. Yes. I never have enough of. Nice. Um, I'm gonna. I want to put up pictures of friends instead of like the old pictures. I want to actually make and frame my own pictures for once. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm so happy, y'all. The last, the last frontier, of course, is going through my computer stuff. Oh, that's, that's gonna that's be. That's gonna be. It's gonna be a lot. I went yeah. ahead and bought um, more Google Drive space so I can just upload stuff to the cloud because this hard drive is almost certainly on its way out. Oh no. Mm. That's um, so I want to back up all the stuff I care mm. about. Thank you all for listening. This this has been a very <laughs> this has been a very fun, nice journey to go on. It's been and an I'll... interesting one to watch happen uh, mm-hmm. because I went through the same purging thing shortly after my dad died, and mm-hmm. it was so immensely freeing to be rid mm-hmm. of so many things that I didn't want to be able to give things to people that spark joy for them that no longer spark mm-hmm. joy for me. Uh, it was just a nice thing to go through. Uh, so mm-hmm. that, like, to, to be able to exert that kind of agency over your surroundings and make yeah. your place more uh, more for you is really, really nice. It's just like, yeah, it's such a positive feeling and just because of the nature of it, it's sort of forces you to confront things about yourself it really does yeah yeah you don't you don't expect that going in uh but mm-hmm. yeah we should let you know to expect that if you go down this rabbit hole yourself mm-hmm. and that's why they call it the life-changing magic yeah <laughs> and that and i hope um now i hope a cute boy makes me a pie there we go that's 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 what I've well on your way to cute boy pies mm-hmm you should anyway. Is there literally any other way to word that? Nope. <laughs> it's a, it literally ends with a cute boy making her up an apple pie. It's very sweet, nice. and then she says, "This sparks joy," and then it ends, and it's like, "Oh, that's nice." <laughs> and then she's like, "I'm gonna spark some joy tonight." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got a different kind of that pie. last hentai scene just kicks in. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is why you don't think that neighbor boy is as much of a kinkster as he ends up being. Mm. Holy shit! I I did watch some of the reality show, mm-hmm. um, and then at one point there was a very funny bit for me when this like eighty year old woman collects clothes just compulsively. Oh no! And Marie Kondo says, "Can you get every piece of clothing you own across the house and stack it on your bed?" And it goes up to the ceiling. Oh and my then, fucking god! Kondo looks looks at her and says, "I'm going to be honest with you." This is the largest pile of clothes I have ever seen from any of my clients. <laughs> she seems so nice. It's so sweet. And then the lady goes, I win. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cute. Oh. That's amazing. So um, if you, if any of this like rings a bell, if you're maybe looking around at your place, like, oh, maybe, maybe it's time. Um, that, that manga really, really was nice. And it's five dollars to just read it on on, on in your browser. It takes forty five minutes, yeah, and you get cute boys, and you get cute boys. John has some suburban mom energy, to be honest, but not in a bad way. I appreciate that. I feel like suburban mom energy can be a positive thing. I think. So, yeah. 
So when you're giving away these video games, you call every game a Nintendo game now. Uh, a Nintendo. Since you're a suburban mom. Yeah, that's what's yeah. <laughs> Is that for that Nintendo? I got some Nintendo games out there in the basement. They, mom, it's Xbox 360. They, Gosh. They played their it's Nintendo. Thank you too. They played mm. them Nintendos in a year or two. I hope that I hope that quip about like suburban mom energy didn't feel like mean it's it's literally like that's the that's the vibe i get sometimes it's oh like, no no i i know any, exactly uh, any of mean. that yeah it just feels like a lot of anything kind of painted by that yeah there's self-care and then there's well this is the pe- these are what self-absorbed people yes. do obsessively right so they, right oh these people exercise every day and then they talk about it on social media must They're be so nice to have money to exercise <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes on the internet there's a little bit of a vibe of I'm miserable. Yeah. Or talking about not being miserable. Yeah. There's definitely. I, I did, I did some not of that. get any of that actual ugliness online. This is all. I was is all 100% here for this, uh, watching this unfold. It was a very positive because, like I said, I had done it myself without the aid of, <laughs> of, of manga. Uh, I didn't need manga to tell me to do it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it's like it's like Tigger says, there's no Karens here. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> oh shit! Am I gonna get kicked off Twitch for using a slur? Is somebody gonna clip me using the word Karen and send that to Twitch? That's funny. Um, but yeah, I did not get any ugliness for any of this. It was just kind of my projection. Yeah, based like, on yeah, like I was one hundred percent there for you because like I had done the same thing and it felt fantastic to do. Um, and I was waiting for that kind of you to kind of get that one moment where you finally look around and everything is finally all you. Everything it feels really good. Mm-hmm. I have this plate that that I, I, I you could hear me echoey because I was looking at this fucking plate mm-hmm. that was given to me by someone that I'm kind of mad at and mm-hmm. then I texted mom like, oh, do you want to do you, do you want this? And she said, no, text your dad. And I texted my dad and then, do you want this? No, text the person you're mad at. And I'm like, mm. Mm, get rid trash. of this. <laughs> God, that's funny. That has been that has been my journey since the last podcast. That has been, that has been a journey, but it's been it's it probably like the most like I don't know like like of everything everybody's ever talked about on this podcast. That's probably like the most self careish one that we've yeah. ever had. So <laughs> therapeutic. Yeah, it's just. It's, yeah, it's it's very pure self-care. I'm right. just like, I, I, I'm going to feel... My place is still a disaster right now, because it is... Guess what? It's hard to get rid of stuff or buy new stories yeah. during a pandemic. Yeah, during a pandemic, that's a bit of a, an issue. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, now I've just kind of... I was getting overwhelmed yesterday, and then I, like, stop, retool my thinking. I'm going to do everything into a place as best as I can without having to take anything anywhere else there or buy new storage. Now. And yeah. then... Later, I can finalize that. Yep. I know I have the power to. Yep. Awesome. <sighs> um, Polly. Yo. Yeah, let's... So let's get back off of this dumb self-help bullshit. I'm playing a video <laughs> game. Tell us about your video. How about game. video games? Let me reel the audience back in. I'm playing a bunch of Resident Evil Four tomorrow. I'm awesome. So, I need to do some fucking video game before yeah. next week. Yeah, that that's a good video game to to kind of reignite the flames. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, nice and nice and crunchy. Me me and Beepner played a video game. That's why we. That's why Beepner's here. Brought him here because sometimes it's fun to have people on when you know more than one person can talk about a thing. Uh, we played. 
Streets of Rage 4. This is another retro revival by a company named Lizard Cube, who also did a pretty swanky looking update of Wonder Boy the Dragon Song the Dragon Trap. Uh, a few years oh. ago, so this game, that. this game's got that same kind of art style, but it's you know obviously not little chibi characters. It's you know yeah. big, big sexy people beating things up. Uh, this is also oh, yeah. this was also co-developed by Guard Crush Games, who did a fully digitized fucking brawler. Uh, it's fully digitized. It's got like twenty four playable characters in it. Uh, it's called it's called Streets Ooh. of Fury. It's really bad. Um, huh. Yeah, and this this, <laughs> this game came out in like 2017, I think. Uh, okay, I might be thinking about another one. Um, there was an there was an older one, mm-hmm. uh, like 2008 or something. But you see, it, it's like yeah, everybody makes those awkward like early Mortal Kombat game poses. Yeah. Um, it's got Benzai from the. One one time, um, that guy with the glasses stable was like added as a guest character because I think he kind of like talked about this, talked about oh, that game man, on the show, gave him some exposure. Oh god, that's right. Oh yeah, but yeah, like the the thing is, the Mortal Kombat digitization thing doesn't work with HD cameras. It just looks bad. <laughs> that's kind of the issue that that game ran up against. That and the fact that it's just not very fun to play. So I didn't have like so like them being like 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 so this game was kind of built on that engine, but they honed it and chipped away at it a lot to kind of make it more Streets of Ragey. Uh, mm-hmm. And this game is yeah, it, it feels Streets of Ragey. Um, it very much feels like Streets of Ragey too. In fact, um, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I mean, okay, that's the overrated one. That's, you can say it. Streets oh. of Rage One is the best one, obviously. I I have a problem with them modeling this game off of Streets of Rage Two for a few reasons. Oh, uh, I thought that it was going to be like obviously the best one because I well, played like that's the thing is I think that everybody they sourced about this game and everybody they had test it and everybody they talked to about who you know, about wanting to do a Streets of Rage game is just like oh, just do Streets of Rage Two again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of what they modeled this game after. Like, it basically looks, feels, and plays pretty much note for note. Um, like, like Street, Streets of Rage 2. Like Streets of Rage 2, which, to me, hmm, I, I feel that taking out the evolutionary step that Streets of Rage 3 had mm-hmm. kind of makes this game feel like a not-sequel. Huh. Um, mm. Like, Streets of Rage 3 had, like, a new... Um, a special move system where you could like use moves at the expense of not having to blow your life to do it. Uh, it also had like special moves for weapons, special blitz attacks. It had running and rolling, which greatly increased the pace of oh, the game. Guess what? <laughs> These games, when they play really fast, are kind of fun. So even if Streets of Rage three, not the most fondly remembered game in the series, I think that to throw all of its innovations out is kind of like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, where are you uh, at on this beepner? Because like, I know that like going into this, like I knew that they were using streets of rage two as the model. And that kind of tempered my expectations a bit because mm-hmm. I like streets of rage two a whole fucking lot. I don't want to just play it again though. Yeah. That makes sense to me. You know, I will say that my opinion of two has kind of, mellowed mm-hmm. over the years it's a very it's a very slow game yes it's it's very plotting and most of the time i don't feel like finishing it in one sitting oof oof 
I can still and, finish it. I can still finish it in a city. Yeah, it's a chunk. It's a little bit of a chunk longer than one, right? Yeah, it's a little. Yeah, like the levels are a lot longer. Like the stage three is like twelve fucking scenes. <laughs> when I was when I was playing Streets of Rage two on the regular, I was more so like playing it on um, um, either hard or mania. Yeah, yeah, and. In doing that, you can front load a lot of extra lives. Yep. Um, and in recent times, when I've revisited, it's like, oh yeah, let me bump the difficulty back up. Oh, well, th- this isn't <laughs> where I was when I was playing it every other day. Yeah. Um, this is way too hard for me. I'm gonna go play something else right now. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, not, so not being able to dash in four kind of poopy unless you're playing as Cherry. Yeah, you, she Cherry has, has a dash. Yeah. Or, or run. Yeah. Um. Adam also has like a little hop forward that feels really good. Um, it, actually, if you if you hop forward with him and you're in proximity to an enemy, he'll he'll turn. You know, kind of kind of like a, a king of fighters. Oh, that's interesting. Type thing. That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah, because he's a boxer character. Yeah. So it's like I guess they. That's not a lot of folks. Um, ups, even though a lot of his um, move animations look identical to the ones they had in one because yeah. that was the last game that he appeared in before this one <laughs> at, at, not as an NPC or the guy who got captured yeah um, yeah taking taking out the vertical uh, dodge roll kind of poopy especially when a lot oh, of enemies my God. early on traverse the y axis and you mm. have a hard time really avoiding them so that's my biggest problem with streets of rage 4 and and this is like an issue I don't know that they can fix with patches is that this game is just so slow. Like, other than Cherry, everyone is slower than Streets of Rage 2. Uh, every enemy in this game outspeeds you, just straight up. Like, I, I, I don't entirely agree that it's slower mm-hmm. than 2, but I can see I can see why you would think that. Enemies, like, they have variable speed when they're walking around, and but, like, when they decide that they just want to play keep away and turn on the turbo, you're not catching them. Um, and, and and to be fair, they would do that in one, too, especially yeah. a lot oh, of the God. bosses. They would just, their, their move speed would be four times as what you're capable yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Um, but th- it becomes a problem because a lot of enemies in this game, an unnatural number of enemies in this game, can charge you on the y-axis and if you can't get out of the way like the way that you like in in beat-em-ups a way that you typically uh get yourself the upper hand is that you you can attack and traverse the y-axis and enemies typically cannot and it's rare and like they let Mm. enemies do that rarely especially in streets of rage games there are enemies that can do it there are a shit ton of enemies that can do it in four, mm-hmm. uh, so like when they're changing their their attack trajectory while they're in the air, coming at you faster than you can move, it starts to feel really fucking absurd. Um, I, and I just hate the way that feels as a gameplay mechanic. Like I'm fine mm-hmm. with enemies that can traverse the Y axis. It's just that when you have so many that can do it, and you throw so many on the screen that can do it at once, it feels stupid. Um, there are enemies that just have instant attacks, where there's no wind-up to it. Like, they could just walk mm. up behind you, and they just put out a hitbox, and you don't have a combo anymore. Um, uh, there are cops that they will grab you and just immediately tase you. 
Uh, it, it's the shittiest enemy in the fucking game because you literally Jeez. can't you can't see it coming. There's no wind Oof, up. Yep. The the enemy just literally charges. It just you. hops forward and grabs you. Yeah, out of out of whatever you were doing. They yes, they like, supersede. It, it, takes, it takes priority over everything. Everything. That's another problem. Is Streets of Rage 2 and 3 introduced defensive special moves where if an enemy grabbed you or you were getting comboed, even fucking Final Fight 1 has the ability to press a couple buttons, expend a little bit of health, and exchange for the health that you were probably going to lose if you let yourself get comboed, burn a little health, throw out a special move that gets everybody the fuck off of you. Mm-hmm. Your characters still have those moves in this game, but they don't work defensively. Like, there's nothing that yeah. will take... Oh, weird. There's nothing that will take an enemy out of an attack that is already in the midst of attacking you or grabbing you. Mm. Enemies have so much fucking super armor in this game that it's ridiculous. Like, almost every enemy, like, when they go to attack you, they'll start flashing white, indicating that they can't be flinched. And another key point in beat-em-ups is flinching enemies out of moves. That's how you... Again, like, we're taking away all of the tools in the playbook that wor- that make beat-em-ups work, but we're not mm-hmm. giving the player anything to make up for that. So, so you- I hadn't really made this comparison until just now, but mm-hmm. some of the boss fights, since, yeah, they do that thing where they get super armor, and you basically have to be like, okay, I can't do shit to this boss right now. Yep. I mean, it, it basically turns into Dark Souls at that point. You're it's just like, oh, okay, I, I can't get too greedy and try to damage him because I'm going to eat it if yep. I get anywhere close to this fucker. Yep. Every bo- nearly every boss fight is wait for the enemy to attack and stop flashing, then counter it. And it's so fucking slow. slow in a game that's this game is 12 stages long oh that's long one so, one through three are eight stages um i play okay like I, maybe this is on me but the first time i finished this game or, or i try i attempted to finish this game the first time i fin- tried to, uh, to attempt to finishing in arcade mode i got to stage seven with 64 minutes on the clock oh <sighs> I wanted to die. I just all <laughs> am Ford and said, "Fuck it." So I, I have. I don't think I've done a whole playthrough of this in one sitting. So this, uh, like I said earlier, if you're playing like two or three, um, this kind of doesn't apply to one because one you'll just get killed before you ever amass a ton of lives. But with those games, it's like if you. It's it's one of those games where you kind of memorize the early stages and front load a bunch of uh, extra lives yeah. because mm-hmm. you're going to lose a bunch of them in the later stages. Three or four does not do that. You you have the number of lives you start out at with yeah per stage. They're tied to that stage. You can gain more. However, Weird. at the end of the stage, you start back over with you know if you're playing on normal, it's two. If if you're playing on hard, it's one. Yeah, I haven't tried it on Mania. That's how it works on. That's how uh, the story mode works. Uh, arcade yeah. mode works on a more um, like you have you start with X number of lives per difficulty, and every thirty thousand points, which good luck getting that many points. Um, every thirty thousand points, you get an extra life. Um, but again, this requires you sitting down to play the game in one fucking sitting for to an that, hour and a half or longer. To that point, I. Th- think they I think they counted on people mastering the combo system more to to kind of 
go for a score attack kind of thing. But the combo system, though, every enemy in the game is tailored to have, like, a shitty poke attack to take you out of like a, a shitty poke oh, attack yeah. a yeah, shitty poke yeah, attack yeah, that the, does almost no damage its sole purpose is to fuck your combo yeah the tank girl looking chicks yep. who just like push you back yeah the da- that move does no damage but it immediately breaks your combo for no da- for no damage but it breaks your combo anyway so so going back to the special desperation moves for a second mm-hmm. yeah they don't they don't like break you out of a mob attacking you anymore they're they're more for chaining combos they added juggling into this game and when you nail a juggle it feels pretty good yeah and then Mm -hmm. you but then you kind of fall back into your basic okay i'm gonna start this combo and then i'm gonna blitz attack to finish it up or i'm gonna you know do it through do a couple of pokes and then um put them in a hold and like do do like two more knees and a suplex or whatever You, you kind of fall back into Okay, it was it was cool to play around with like what looks cool. I'm just gonna do what works from now on because yeah. the special moves do take a little bit of your health back, and and you can gain the health back if you combo afterward. That. Right. Yeah, it, um, and I think that's a good I, I system. I really found a good like gameplay standpoint. Like this is gonna help me get through this part until mm-hmm. I can get the next health or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, reason to use it? No, it's it's just for showing off. Yeah, like, and I don't think that any of the characters really play that good. Like, I, I think Blaze is the only character I actually like to play. I think Axel is too I, weak I, and slow. I think that Cherry is too weak, and she doesn't have any way to crowd control. Um, the Max-looking motherfucker, Floyd, uh, hey, I don't know. I don't, I don't like big, slow grapplers anyway. Uh, he felt pretty good what little I right, played with him right. when we tested it. When we um, tested Adam, it. Adam feels pretty good, but he's like, yeah, he, again, you're going to fall into doing the same three, like, set combos over and over. Yeah, that's typically, like, I've watched people play, and it's always, like, attack, 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 blitz, special, and then combo to get the the energy back, Uh, and that's kind of like, and it's hard to talk about the things that you don't like about this game with people that are playing it, because, like, it it's just a matter of the design decisions not gelling with... Like, I don't think that this is a bad game. Uh, God bless you if you like it, but there are so many things that feel divorced from what make beat-em-ups fun. Um, and they take so much power away from the player, and they don't give you anything to really make up for it. Um, mm-hmm. And trying to, like, talk about that is really hard, because this game already has that community of, oh, get good... It sounds extremely technical. Also, like, well, like combo it's technical. So, it's technical in that it's not technical at all. Because okay. do it because this game has infinites out the ass, and that's how these <laughs> people play the game. Is they just do the cheesy infinite combo and like, oh well, you're just Fun. not you're just not playing it right. But the, okay, then why is the dev actively talking about patching out these infinite combos? <laughs> my my opinion of it is probably more rosy than Polly's. Mm. Um, I I like the game. Mm-hmm. I could see why it has some glaring problems that after a while I kind of adapted to. And then like when Polly and I streamed it, she was like, you know, wow. What? Like these, pissed, pissed the, the Garnet fuckers, the yeah, Garnet the, and Diamond, oh, whatever the names God. are. They, they do the jumping kick, traverses the Y axis. It's like a homing missile. It's yeah. like, yeah, I, I could see why you could play this and be like, well, I'm not having fun. Fuck this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, yeah, I lost my train of thought. Well, that's never happened on a... Never! Ball. Ever! 
It's it's like I said. I don't think that this game is it's, bad. I you know what? It it could have ended up a lot worse. A it could lot have been, worse. It could have been a double dragon neon. It could have been the double dragon that it's just like, <laughs> oh, this, hey, Arc System Works did a double dragon. Oh, that sounds awesome. And it's like, it's got double dragon two sprites for some reason. Uh, the, the, oh, my this looks God. like a ROM hack. Like, double most, dragon four <laughs> is so uh, Why does that exist? <laughs> Arc System, Arc fucking System Works, who made Hardcore Uprising, they made Oof. double dragon four. What the fuck? I was I was really looking forward to this game and I yes. I really enjoyed it the first week. <laughs> Look, I enjoy this it. I enjoy this game for the first five stages. And and yeah, so I just haven't really had a desire to oh yeah, Streets of Rage 4, I can pop that in. I I'll do it like while I'm waiting on something and I know it's right. like well I've got thirty minutes to burn, but it's just like um I don't know. I've I'm, ready to move on to other games. Um, like, I, I I feel like they did a good job. Yeah. And if they're talking about, like, patching some of these glaring flaws, maybe I'll give it another go to see, like, if this, you know, okay, hey, this feels better. Yeah, um, like... You know, boss is not having quite so much super armor. Okay, this, that makes this doable, where I don't just, like, have to recognize, okay, I can't get anywhere near the boss now, and it's like, let me hope I have enough of the, um, the, the power stocks to kind of, like, keep them off me for five seconds. Yeah. But, but, the, the fucking police commissioner oh, boss is inexcusable. Fuck. I mean, he does the Rugal Bernstein thing where you, you can see he's about to do the move. He flashed, and you can't do anything yeah. to save yourself because he, he literally flies across the screen, grabs you, and slams you under the wall. Yeah, and he will pull you out of any animation you are in. Oof. Yeah. Like, like, if they took, like, like, I don't even know. If, if, if they can patch this game enough to the point to where I would want to sit down and just play, like, one or two playthroughs all the way through in one sitting. Uh, I, I, it would, feel like, I feel like that's the kind of thing where if you put it on easy, it would be too easy. Yeah, it is. It is. It is actually way too easy on easy. And I feel like it's on normal. It's just, like, enough challenge. It's almost I, I, there, but some of the bullshit pushes it over a little bit. I, I mean, I had a couple of uh, bosses where I had to start over, um, especially like at the the last fight. Like, I didn't finish that the first time. Right. I didn't cause just because. Uh, is there any point of like saying spoiler no. warning for beat him up? So, no. so basically, Mister X had kids. I don't know who uh, who he tapped to. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> hey, the- you know what? I I think actually it was when his brain was in a jar. They're yeah. like, well, let's just get his DNA and make some clones. Yeah. Anyway, so it's Mister and Mrs. Y. <laughs> And, and they're so good. Oh my God. I love them. I love the Y siblings, okay? Mr. Y is anime husbando. He's awesome. He, he does this awkward laugh thing. It's kind of your, uh, yeah, Mr. X's laugh in the in the boss fight. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if he does the laugh in one. He definitely does it in two. He does it but, in both of them, yeah. Um, it's so good. They're so good. So the last boss fight in four, it pits you fight them individually before this, and then it pits you against both of them. So, whichever one you damage more hops into a big mech, and so then you're fighting <laughs> one of the Y siblings running around doing their normal move set, and there's a big mech with arms. It's it's basically like a, a Marvel versus Capcom yeah. in boss type thing, you know, like yeah. Apocalypse or that that weird thing from two. Yeah. Um, and then if you if you beat the robot while one, while the one walking around is still alive, 
they'll jump in the robot. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's actually kind of clever the way that works out because yeah. you cause you gotta you kind of gotta think about it. it's like okay, which one do I want to deal with running around? Yeah. Do I want to deal with uh, Mister Y with his machine gun, or do I want to deal with his sister who flies across the screen with her stupid rapier? Um, but yeah, other than that, it's um, most most of the bosses. Uh, Max is the worst boss because he's literally a boss that's just super armor and yeah, never cannot, turns off. You cannot combo him out of his moves at all. And yeah. It's, and I I also um had to I also game over to him and then oh. on subsequent playthroughs it's like oh yeah well how did I ever lose to this just keep away from him when he does literally anything yeah and it's like it takes a long time and it's not fun I don't feel like I'm using any skills other yeah. than. Hey, recognize when he's going to do some bullshit. Yeah, or, or like fucking Barbin, who 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 can also who can also have super armor for half of the fight if he wants to during fucking those four kicks that you have to yeah, try and uh, dodge out of the way of. It's so stupid. Yeah, those fucking hurricane kicks, which which go all over the screen. Yep, they can track you. It's stupid. I like, I would <laughs> say I would say pick this up if it goes like to half bucks. price. Yeah, like I would not pay full price for it. Like, I want to like this game more. I hope that maybe if they patch some of this shit out, I can get a little bit more enjoyment than I do out of it. Um, it sounds like cooler heads are prevailing in, in that, like, I know that they are listening to the speedrun community a bit, which I'm just like, oh no, guys, you're great. You're, you're, going to, you're going to wall a bunch of people out of this game if those are the only ones you're listening to. But it sounds like they've listened to those concerns, but they're also kind of listening to the more, like, uh, guys, everything having super armor is really stupid. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I like this game a lot. I, I feel like not enough to recommend somebody who yeah. isn't a hardcore Streets of Rage fan and even and even if you're a hardcore Streets of Rage fan it's a qualified recommendation yeah, it's like, like there's if, a if lot you, of caveats. You know, if, yeah if you don't like dealing with with bullshit that just totally takes away all your agency as a player yeah. then maybe maybe stick to to two yeah or even or even three like you know three... Uh, I'll, I'll I'll throw that out there it's like I've my, I've softened on three over the years. Yeah, like, I think three is a fine game. I think that it suffers a bit from like it, its level design and just having way too many parts where it's just like you're stopped in one place for way too long. I, I think that they just throw many too many enemies at you in one area and don't move. There's the level a lot of long. there's a lot of Easter eggs in four. There um, is. There's a lot of little de uh, background details. Uh, there's the whole thing where you, you use the taser on an arcade machine. It takes you to a, a classic stage. Yeah. Like how the um, hell? There's do, like how the hell do people figure that out? I I didn't I didn't know about that until you showed me. <laughs> there's there's this cool cutscene um, where uh, when you fight Estelle, the cop chick. Yeah. And and she uh, you, you get her down to like half health and then she requests backup and it does the um the streets the, like, of rage comic one book cut panels of the yeah the cop car from streets of rage one that fires a bazooka so then now there's a stage hazard where um where a shell will come into the screen and, and like, you know, make a little fire yeah. ring around so yeah you got to watch out for those like and then like there's there's like there's moments of genius in this game where like that's super smart like to 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 pull in that old reference and to like have Estelle kind of be this new cool standout character who's like she's a cop but she doesn't necessarily know that she's kind of like not you know doing the right thing right now and like i think she's probably going to end up being a dlc character too 
and and she has Terry Bogard's uh, crack shoot. Crack shoot, yeah. Like there's a I think, lot. Of... I think I think she also does this kick that looks like a Joe Higashi move. Yeah, yeah don't jump against her ever. Oh she God, will just knock no. you out of the air. She will. She has total air dominance. Like, there's stuff I like about this game. I, I, I'm I not going to throw this game in the trash the way that I have, like, other games on this show in the past. Uh, I Like, there are things that I like about it, and I think that it can be salvaged if the right decisions are made post-launch. It's really fun to grab projectiles out of the air oh, and throw God. them back. Yeah, Especially with the, stupid, good. with the chemical jars. Or yes! It's, that, that's fantastic. Just, just tossing bombs back, th- tossing grenades back at characters and just blowing them out of their own shit. That shit's fun. Like I said... Fun moments. Uh, I just wish there was more of it, and I wish the game was more consistent. Yeah, the whole thing about the level length, too, is like, some oh. of the levels are really short. It's like, yeah. some of these couldn't have been consolidated, Yeah, or, like, or, or you know, trimmed the fat a like, little bit. I think I stage one is too long. Like, I, really? like, the first time I finished stage one, it was like 12 minutes. Like, hmm. I think that's a little long. It probably could have pulled in a little bit. Um... I, I just, apropos of nothing, um, I hate the kickboxing guys. I mean, not because they're annoying and not because they block too much and have no chip damage or guard crush or anything. They just use them too fucking much. And yeah, so it's like, they're everywhere. Isn't another enemy sprite that you guys had, like, close to being done? It's like the ninjas in Streets of Rage 3. They get overused. Oh, God, those... <laughs> All right, I take it back. Streets of Rage Three sucks. Don't, don't <laughs> <laughs> you reminded me of the worst enemy in the game. They're so bad, and they they're do that fucking... flip, and it's like they're basically invincible. Yep. Like when they have the sword or the, yep. uh, or the um, kunai. Oh, it's so uh, bad! It's so bad. I mean, yeah, like I, like, I, I'm, I'm with Beepner in that. Like, I, I recommend this game only to Streets of Rage fans, and with a lot, and with all the caveats mentioned so far. Um, as, as of May 24th, uh, like, I don't, I'm not 100 where this game's at. It's very flashy, though. It's very pretty. Oh yeah, no, it's like clearly a lot of love went yeah, into this, like, and, and it's, and it's not even like a way forward game where a lot of love went into it, but it's. The, everything about the game part of it, is yeah. Bad like and like not if fun. Way Forward would have made this, it would have been way worse. <laughs> <laughs> but we met, might have gotten Shantae as a DLC character, and That's probably Shovel Knight because he's in every. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's not a bad game. It's not the game that I wanted it to be. Um, but it's very clear that the team behind it cares a lot. Uh, they didn't just throw this together. They just had a different idea for what a Streets of Rage game should be, and I'm just not 100% with them right now. Um, I guess that's where I would put my uh, final assessment uh, so far. But hey, maybe they'll be, like maybe some of the patch stuff will clear things up. Like I'm willing to give this game uh, another shot down the road. Uh, God bless you if you love it. Uh, but I, I won't be like Sonic Mania. Do you think? Okay, Sonic Mania is... Sonic Mania looks like a... It, Sonic Mania plays competently. Yeah. Like, and again, it looks like a lot of love into it. I just I just don't feel like playing it. I have no compelling reason to play it over, say, Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Right. Mm-hmm. So so I would I would put this above Sonic Mania. Yeah. Okay. As, as, as far as retro revivals go. I mean, yeah. you know, completely different. I am not a fan of Sonic Mania, so that's, that's, that's positive. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds like both of those games have the same issue of just being way too long for a single playthrough. Yeah, you know, yeah. People seem like, to have kind of lost a lot of that art there of like, hey, yeah. this is supposed to be kind of arcadey. 
Well, like yeah, this... because because dollar value equates to yeah. Value. I think yeah. that we have that those kind of sentiments and shitty forums that that have led to this kind of being the problem. Mm. And mm. Like Streets of Rage, it didn't. It doesn't need to be more than eight stages. Like eight stages for Streets of Rage two is almost too much because one of those stages is like fifteen screens. Yeah, Streets of Rage Two is almost over an hour long. Like yeah, on long plays. Yeah. it's very long for a beat 'em yeah, up. For a sixteen-bit action game, that's plenty length. I mean, you know, like Gunstar Heroes, yeah. you know, Shinobi, an hour's fine, and that's probably as an much hour as you want to sit on probably, your ass. An hour is maybe too much. <laughs> yeah, in a lot of these games, I think. So, like going even this one sounds like going twelve stages, going further than that. Yeah, yeah. That's probably like the thing thing you all have said that's kind of struck me the most is like yeah I, I, I've played a lot of action games lately where I'm just like boy I wish this was forty minutes or something yeah like if this game was just like forty five minutes or something like fine mm. but it just it's way too long there's so much stop and wait for things to happen because you can't do anything like mm-hmm. it, it just that just gets on my nerves that's more than fair yeah but yeah like that. Yeah, a weird, a weird way to recommend a game, but yeah, that's just kind of like the way you have to do it, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it's I, okay to have conflicted feelings yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that is that is that a podcast? Did we did we I did we do it? I think so. Yeah, we did it. We did it. Beepner, I want I want to thank you for being a good sport. And, like, <laughs> I, I know asking you to a fucking jump on the 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 fucking awful monster that is Skype at the last minute. I I had no. Like idea, I was going to invite you on until I think I think it's pretty much a feature at this point. Is like if you want to use Skype, yeah, never you you have to reinstall it. Like it's a um, yeah yeah I have it's that a experience. requirement. Yeah, it's it's but you you were a good sport. You got on, uh, and I I really appreciate you taking the time to do so. I hope it wasn't too much of a pain in the ass to do so. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, I powered through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you pooted, you pooted. Good job. Um, I pooted. Is is there anything you want to plug or anything? And where can our folks on the fine old internets find you? I don't know. Um, I, I'm on I'm on Twitter, Beepner. Um, I I might give a follow back. He I, might. I rarely. He rarely does. But hey, if you say something that makes me laugh, I'll maybe yeah, repose some titty art. You should. You know what? This, the funniest motherfucker on Twitter award goes to Beepner. Uh, so if you want your Twitter feed to be d- delightful on a daily basis with very funny musings, uh, yeah, Beepner is the guy to follow. Oh uh, yeah, no, yeah, delightful. When when I'm not like <laughs> you know just wallowing in misery. That's that's most of it. Like that's literally all of us though. <laughs> um, I don't have anything to plug. I just will say you know if you're feeling sad during this time call somebody let, yeah. them, let them know just say like hey i was thinking about you send yeah. them a text whatever um, yeah. don't, don't be afraid to reach out yeah like like people yeah. people people need a little extra loving uh right now um and we shouldn't be like ashamed to kind of do that reaching that. out and you know we, we we got we only got ourselves to take care of one another because nobody's going to do it for us. We already know that the people in power don't want to do anything of the sort. So we got to do it, it ourselves. It can, it can be it can be hard to stay positive. Yeah. Yeah. Even without even just without the pandemic, like yeah. just with all the shit going on in the world. Yeah. So just taking the time to self care or, or care for others. Yeah. Um, I know it sounds real after school special, but. I think folks just need to hear it every now and then. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Uh, Jetstorm in the chat says he has a surprise. Oh, is it Titty Art? Is it Titty Art? I, I, I'm not in the chat because I had to... Right, uh, you, you, you got... Shit. Right, right, <laughs> understandable, yeah. Um... Uh, but uh, while while okay super hang okay super hang out with chorus available now he's released his first horny game ladies and gentlemen I thought, oh boy you can I play that yes. you, you can Steve. play you can play Jetstorm 4's horny game at Jetstorm 4itchio yes. uh, and it'll probably be there on his main page but yeah super do you, uh, do you give her cucumbers and dabs you better if if, <laughs> if this game doesn't have cucumbers and dabs I kind of don't give a fuck. See, at first I thought you said Super Hang On with Chorus, and it's like, oh, okay, it's that uh, Sega motorcycle. See, like game. that's what I read it as at first, so <laughs> I had to, I had to, I had to do a double take. But yeah, Super Hang Out with Chorus just released on Jetstorm4.itch.io. John Thire, hey, where can the internet friendlies find you? Downloading Tom's new game. Downloading Tom's new game. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Faraway uh, times. Faraway times. Itch. Io. Uh, Rhett, where can our internet netizens find uh, you? Downloading Helltaker. There, there you go. That's a good video game. It, it's good. It ain't got no titty in it, but it's got a, it's got implied and imagined a titty like you wouldn't imagine. Yeah, that can be good too. That's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and of course, want to thank everybody. Yeah, I might play that. I want to thank everybody for coming out. I want to thank you for the support, the bits, the subs. Those are always very much appreciated. And remember, especially during these hard times, we are the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you.